0: what is going on everybody you are listening to episode 162 of the okb's podcast a weekly show where we get together to talk about the biggest topics in video games and nerd culture i'm one of your hosts today alex van aiken and this week I'm joined by Brandon Wilson. What is going on, Brandon?
1: Are you just Alex Van Aken today?
0: Just today, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, today I am Alex Van Aken. Next week, DJ Al. I'm always thankful
1: that you're Al.
0: Uh, we are also joined by Blessing Eddie Jr.
2: What is going on, Bless? Brandon Wilson.
1: <gasps> yes, sir.
2: There is a new expansion for Conan, Conan Exiles. I don't know if you've seen this. That is, that is for sure. It's called, it's called the Debaucheries of Dur- Durketo Pack. Durketo, yes. Durketo, and I want to read through a little bit of what it is because I'm, I'm curious on your response and your reaction <laughs> and your justification for this. So this is from Steam. It says, "Surrender your baser desires of lust in excess through the Debaucheries of Durketo Pack." Build your own tavern with a host of new placeables. Let it overflow with drink, play games, or craft a stage for seductive dancers. Wait, is this a titty mm. game now? And and, and entertainers? It's all, it
1: always has been.
2: <laughs> take your take your treetop buildings to a whole new level with the new tree tree hut foundation and rope bridges, and even make an opulent bedroom adorned with red curtains oh, and a yeah. luxurious bed. Play around with 12 exclusive emotes like juggling balls in the air or throwing your beer mug to the ground after a after a deep drink dress yourself strategically pause there Blessing. oh yeah you like the strategic pause juggle your balls dress in the yourself air. dress yourself alluringly in new jewelry ju- jewelry dancer and noble outfits or serve mm-hmm. in your tavern looking like an innkeeper now Brandon mm-hmm is this why you love Conan Exiles? Is this what I've been missing out on the whole time? <laughs> um,
1: I mean, this is this is a new DLC, so obviously th- all of this stuff is brand new. But um, there brand new. There have always been um these
2: things in Conan. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I black out every t- every time <laughs> Conan gets gets brought up, and so I I think I just had no idea that you know. This these were the vibes, you know. I mean, I honestly
1: think that Conan has never gotten a fair shake, particularly on this show. Really, but I, I mean, Conan is Conan is a legit game, and they they have feverishly released additional content for it. Like mm. it's it it has a regular release is it, schedule. Is it this they type are of very content? vocal? Huh? Is
2: it is it the is it the um? Hold on, let me pull up uh, Steam back up. Um, and our next DLC features a sex swing. Is it this is, <laughs> is are the are the packs usually filled with seductive dancers and entertainers? No,
1: no okay. there, I mean there's always been dancers. So, uh dancers oh. or enter, or entertainers
2: uh um have always <laughs> been a thrall. Excuse me. Base <laughs> Base Conan Exiles was, was the one that br- that brought in the heat. Okay.
1: Yeah, so um there's always been dancers. Like you know, you're <laughs> you're asking about um uh, su- su- uh suggestive um imagery and so forth um that's all like on the p c version you get you get full frontal nudity i mean you get full nudity i'm right re- oh. rather Oh even um, better uh i have not played the p c version so mm-hmm. um on the p s four you get um top uh nudity
2: mm That's wild. Yeah. I'm I'm looking at the mature content description right now, uh, and it says, um, the developer described the content like this. Conan Exiles has brutal combat where you can cut off limbs and heads of human opponents, and blood is shown frequently. Players may choose to play the game with either no partial or full nudity enabled. Right. This is possible in both single player and multiplayer. Yeah, I'm a never, nu- I'm
0: a never nude myself. So, <laughs> <keep> <laughs> full that skin Nudity away is from only me.
1: available on on PC as far as I know. I have not played on Xbox, so I you know. Um, I'm not 100% certain, but there is there's tons of um decapitations and uh dismemberments and all sorts of stuff in in that game as well, Dude, so. You're
2: one, you're selling me on Conan. Two, you're selling me on being a PC player. Look, I, I tried to convince y'all multiple times to just give it a chance,
1: just give it a little bit of a chance. I got to download it on PS4 right now. Like, I, to me, and I, I, the closest correlation that I can make, and, and this is totally going to be misconstrued, but the closest correlation I can make is the the combat experience is similar. Don't to, say it to Witcher.
0: Oh, okay, hmm. I, so, I was expecting to say it's similar to Dark Souls. I no, don't know why.
1: Combat, <laughs> combat, combat is similar to Witcher. Um, there, there's not really like magic. Um, so Ma- Witcher obviously have magic, but there's not really magic. Um, this is all you can have. You can have ranged weapons, or you can have um, melee weapons of different types, um, and. It, there's a really awesome, robust building um, mechanic,
0: like, and that's what all these like when they say like tree hut expansion or base right, or whatever, right? They're talking about that. Okay.
1: So every DLC, every DLC that's been released, with the exception of one, has come out with like completely new building parts. Um, so huh. I I love the building system. As a matter of fact, the the private server that we were playing around with, um, actually it's still available. We just haven't been playing as much lately. But um, the that private server, uh, we most of what we did was just run around and build stuff, just build different things. Um, but all of the DC- DLCs came out with brand new building things. Um, all of them came out with new armor. Um, but the most of the main systems of the game have remained the same pretty much throughout the entire, um, uh, throughout the entire cycle of the game. Uh, they've also added a bunch of dungeons and so forth.
2: So there I have are instance,
1: dun- uh, dungeons.
0: Yeah. Uh, what do you know what second life is? Yeah. <laughs> I say I, I mean being 100% serious.
1: I I've heard of Second Life before but I've never played it.
0: Because when Blessing was written off the description, it mm. sounded like there was like role playing going on like uh serve your patrons in the new innkeeper outfit. Like are are, are people just like
2: it, sounds, hanging like our, out in the it sounds like one of
0: our actual live streams.
1: <laughs> I I imagine that there are servers that there's like heavy role playing. But I have mm. I've never played mm. on one of those. I love the heavy players. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're referring to petting, not role play. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but
0: I didn't it even know, does know that, have that, was, that too. I didn't even know that was a term. <laughs> it does heavy have that too. heavy petting.
1: Oh, mm. oh um, well,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that took a turn. I'm um, glad we started
2: off with with um, Conan Exiles. Yeah. I, yeah, I I would love it
1: if you guys would would give it a chance. Just give it a Damn. couple hours.
2: Extra and you may not like soon. it but actually i think it would be a pretty good opportunity it would I
0: agree i agree it would now that you're now that you're coming so boom yeah. announcement uh, yeah i guess so <laughs> <Spoiler> alert! <laughs> bigger announcement co- soon to come uh let's yeah. get into what we've been playing this week though guys let's let's mm. set conan exiles to the side um set all that let's hot conan news to the exile side. exile conan Mm-hmm. We're gonna exile Conan, uh, and we're gonna talk about ukulele in the impossible layer. That's what mm. I've been playing this week. I think blessing. You also got a chance to play it for a bit today. Yeah. Um, you were provided a code. I grabbed the game at Best Buy. Uh, I'm having a ton of fun with it. So, for for those who don't know, uh, people might be familiar with or are probably familiar with ukulele. The first ukulele that was the 3D uh, platformer that was like was supposed to be like the spiritual successor to Banjo and Kazooie or Banjo Kazooie mm-hmm. and uh it came out it was got like you know kind of mediocre ratings and um then a couple years later now they have released Ukulele in the Impossible Layer which is the sequel this time it is not a 3D game it is a 2D platformer uh kind of like trying to play off of the old Donkey Kong Country games in games like newer ones like Donkey Kong tropical freeze Mm -hmm. stuff like that um and so the whole point of ukulele in the impossible layer is uh the main bad guy capital b i think is his name or something like that uh he was he was like the main bad guy in the first one too but he's back and he is like trying to he has something called the hive mind which is like this uh the scepter that controls the minds of uh the bees and you are in like this bee kingdom and there's bees everywhere and like you're the main like your main partner besides like like for ukulele is like this this bee queen so she's sending you through this kingdom to you're essentially collecting bees because this dude this bad guy is collected all the bees and and he's in this place called the impossible Layer. and so essentially after the the uh the main tutorial which is like lasts about 10 minutes you are put into the overworld and you can do one of two things you can go and start playing through the 2d levels in like sequential order and and Every time I think at the end of every like 2D level, mm-hmm. um, you unlock one new B. And then that B, for every B that you collect throughout like the main uh narrative, I guess, uh the main set of levels, you get that's one more hit that you can take in the impossible layer because you can enter the impossible layer anytime to try to beat the main boss. Um, but it's like incredibly difficult. And so it's like Breath you of the Wild like Breath of the Wild. Yeah, you could in Breath of the Wild you could, you could uh go and defeat Ga- uh, Ganon mm-hmm. instantly uh if you're skilled enough. You can do that in this game. As soon as you're out of the tutorial, you can go and fight the final boss and if you are skilled enough at the game, you can beat the game. Um but the whole point and I think what I'm enjoying doing is going through all the levels, um playing through them um and collecting the bees and and, and yeah i'm having i'm having a good time so far i'm probably an hour in not very far mm-hmm. um, do you know so what
2: I, chapter you're at
0: uh like two i think i'm on two or three
2: i think well like chapter lag like, is in like the like the levels
0: oh like each I, level I'm, is a chapter yeah i forgot i think i'm on chapter two chapter okay. two yeah i am on chapter two i'm on like the latter half of chapter two so not super far um but what I what I like, I've I've been watching this game all week on Twitch. Over Sean Capri's been streaming it this week, mm-hmm. and I, I watched him for several hours the other night. Played this game, and that's and I, then I like watched some some videos online, like reviews. And I was like, all right, I got to try this game because from everything that I've seen and what I've experienced so far, the reason I bought this game was for the overworld uh, because they're doing some some really clever stuff with the overworld to the point where like a lot of reviewers and uh, I was watching Sean like I said and they they all said like the overworld is almost like a separate game in and of itself similar to like a Super Mario 3D World um and what you do in the overworld affects and alters what happens in like the the 2D cuz the 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 overworld is like 3D like you're mm-hmm. like isometric 3D uh, and then what happens in the overworld, you can change things and alter the 2D levels, the chapters that you jump into. So
2: interesting. I didn't so you can like,
0: that. yeah, so like you can flood, you can like go and like freeze or flood uh,
2: like the overworld sense. or something like that. That makes a lot of and sense because like I was playing a level uh, right before this podcast mm-hmm. and there were like collectibles that out I of could reach. Not, yeah, out of reach. And I was like, am I missing a jump? Like what is going on here? Like I couldn't figure out if it was like an ability yeah. that I needed to get. Um, so yeah, you yeah. can like
0: flood those with water or freeze them over and like it changes all the 2d levels. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So there's a lot of replayability in the, in the 2d levels as well as like the overworld is like really fun to explore. And it seems like I'm not very far. It seems like there's going to be some puzzles there as well. Um, simple things, you know, getting around exploring, but mm. I'm loving the game so far. What about you blessing?
2: Uh, So I am, I just finished chapter four. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about it. I, I, right now I don't love it. Um, like I, it's it's difficult for me because I really love two D platformers and I really really love rare games, especially like Donkey Kong, right? Um, and like I was never like huge 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 into Donkey Kong Country. Like I I enjoyed it and loved it, but I was never like you know like I never been passionate about Donkey Kong Country, right? For me, it's always been DK sixty four. But you know like mm-hmm. other rare games like um uh, like DK sixty four or Banjo Kazooie or like generally like their whole like N64 run, right, like really vibes with me. And I feel like for this game, like this game is definitely going for, hey, we want we want to keep that um rare lineage going. We want to encapsulate that. We want to like we they brought on Grant Kirkhope and David Wise to do the soundtrack. They did all like I they're they're still doing the ukulele thing of like, hey, we're going to pay homage to like rare and like and, and bring that into 2019 i think my main issue though that i'm having with it so far is that i feel like it it's definitely it's definitely a modernized version of those games but it doesn't feel modernized enough for what my expectations are for a game for a 2d platformer in 2019 especially having played like new super mario brothers and like some of Donkey Kong tropical freeze and celeste and like other 2d platformers right or meat boy or whatever like whatever it may be i feel like there's i feel like there's not enough there as far as like pizzazz and the tender love and care that you expect from a rare game like i feel like if this game came out and 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 i think that like it definitely comes it definitely comes with like the idea of modernization because i feel like if this game came out on the n64 then i'd be like okay cool like this game is like it's doing the rare thing right it has the characters it has the 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 platforming in the the clever or some some of the clever design um it's it has it has the music but even like like the music, for example, I feel like going back and listening to the N64 soundtracks and, of course, like nostalgia may, co- may color a lot of it, right? I feel like a lot yeah. of the, the earlier soundtracks were way better. Um, and like Banjo-Kazooie was a game that I played for the first time in 2016 or even, maybe even 2017. Or maybe like between those years, right? Maybe the end of 2016, I played Banjo-Kazooie. And I remember being like, this soundtrack is fantastic, right? And so like playing this game in 2019 and knowing that it's by Grant Kirk. Grant Kirkhope and David Wise, right? I'm I'm hearing the songs and so far I'm like I don't even know if like if you put these same songs in the older games if they would even stand up. Like the songs don't feel as uh, uh clever or unique or bouncy or like I'm not I'm not really engaged by the soundtrack so far. Um and one thing that
0: I remember, I okay. might be remember- remembering incorrectly for the soundtracks, I always feel like those games like not every Maybe it's just my personal taste. There wasn't like, I felt like there were a lot of bangers on that on those mm-hmm. soundtracks, but I felt like there were like key moments that I remember, like Aquatic Indians, sure. yeah. Like, and yeah. I wonder if this game has some of those. I don't know.
2: I wonder, but I still feel like in in the older games, like each of those soundtracks, whether it was Banjo Kazooie or DK sixty four or Donkey Kong Country or like whatever it may have been, I feel like those soundtracks definitely like held their own like as like a whole product right like banjo kazooie has a sound that is Banja kazooie dk64 has its own sound that is DJ- dk64 right and like you know dk64 the soundtrack there did have did carry some of the same uh uh tones and like some of the same sounds and stuff as banjo kazooie mm-hmm. um but even like you know Jeff force gemini had its own sound like each of these different games that rare made back in the day had their own sound and vibe to them where like I feel like holistically, as their whole soundtracks carried carried their own and like separated separated themselves from each from each of the other games. Whereas yeah. this game, I feel like this is almost like rare soundtrack. The soundtrack and like it, even like even as a greatest hits of a soundtrack, it's still not hitting me. Right, like I feel like there was um like I'll go into a cave, right, and in rare games when you go into caves, like usually you get like the yeah the very.
0: Like, damp and reverb kind yeah of. like echoey like yeah. yeah that kind
2: of sound and like there was like a part in in um uh, ukulele in, in the impossible layer right where i go into a cave and i get i got that but i didn't even get it to like what i felt would have been like the, the fullest extent right which i got in in, in the previous games right like here mm. it felt more like like pulled back a bit like not like it's not punching through the way i kind of wanted to, to punch through or uh-huh. uh, like what i would expect a rare soundtrack to be even though like this like these are people that worked at rare right this isn't yeah, it It's platonic. it's platonic and um seven game team
0: 17 is the team publisher 17. i think
2: um right and so like i can't expect for them to be like oh yeah like we're going to make this like it is like a rare game in 2019 because like they're like this it's a successor to a rare game, but it's not technically like there. There are people there that are from Rare, but it's not that. Um yeah. and so like, I almost
0: feel like sometimes they need to get away from that narrative. Like I think it mm-hmm. sets up unfair expect, or maybe uh, maybe I don't know about unfair, but it sets up like really high expectations.
2: It does, and it's hard and, because they also lean. Like it's one of those things where like playing this game, I'm like, okay, this is definitely a rare game, but it doesn't carry a lot of this a lot of the quality and a lot of like the, the loving care that I'll expect from a rare game. Right. And so like there are parts of this game that like so far I'm only, I only played for maybe like two hours at most. Right. And there are parts where I noticed that the game was lagging. Right, especially like in the menus and in the overworld, where I I noticed like the the frame rate was lacking a little bit. Are you playing on Switch? I'm playing on Switch. Yeah, so I assume that's not a thing on like PS4 and Xbox. I can only assume. I don't know, but on Switch, yeah, I did notice that. Right, and in the uh, the menus, I saw that stuff too. Um, the the platforming like gameplay, I was like, like playing it so far, I've been like, okay, like this is fine, but none of it is really like again like blowing me away like i would expect for a 2019 platform to do having played mario maker new super mario brothers and like seeing donkey Kong tropical freeze and seeing what like a lot of other 2d platformers are doing in 2019 like visually like stylistically i'm like okay cool like each of the levels are different but they're not like there's not that pizzazz there's not that like the the style that you see from like um like i don't know man like um uh rayman yeah, like Rayman. Actually that's a really great example, right? Like Rayman Rayman like, does that really well. Yeah, like you feel like you're being bombarded with a bunch of like different like almost like step pieces, right? Almost like you know, yeah, when they, you're playing yeah. Uncharted and like you're climbing a thing and that thing breaks and then like you go into like this whole cutscene and like these things yeah. are happening as you're playing, right? Like, you know, like you a game like Rayman would do that where I feel like ukulele in the impossible layer doesn't really have It's
0: kinda of static much of that.
2: almost. Yeah, like almost feels like it's um uh I guess static would be the word. Um or I I have a word in my mind. that I just can't pull out. I can't think of what it is, but like, I think sterile might be the word I'm looking for where like, it feels almost like, yeah, like here's your, here's your, here's your 2d platformer level. But you know, you were essentially like doing a B and C, but not necessarily like experiencing it. Right. Like, like there's like, they're asking you to play the game. They're not, they're not giving you they're not um, delivering an experience to you. If that makes Mm. sense. It's like, that's sort of how I feel so far um uh i have more but i don't want to like i don't want to go too far into it because like once again i've only played two hours like i i I feel like i gotta like play a lot more of the game before i can even like go talk talk about it
0: definitively
2: yeah but like over like it's still like by any means is not bad right i don't think it's bad at all i think it's like cool like it's fine that's kind of where i'm at um as far as like my time with the game so far sure Yeah. And also, I I do want to say that also, I feel like I went in with higher expectations because reviews have been pretty positive for the game. So I think I also have that working against me where where I saw everybody like pretty much giving this game like eights. And I think I saw like a nine somewhere and like, I'm like, okay, cool. Like this game's about to be like off the chain. Right. And I think I'm also let down mainly by my expectations of it.
0: Yeah. I went in like with, with I'm on the opposite. I think I went in Mm -hmm. like, even though there's good reviews, I'm like, All right, this looks interesting, and I mostly, like I said, I mostly went in because I wanted to see how, more so, how the game worked and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I went in with lower expectations, and I think I am pleasantly, like, I I think I've hit those, like, I've kind of, it's kind of hit those expectations for me, luckily. Mm -hmm. And so I am early hours. I am probably enjoying it more than you are, but I'm Mm -hmm. curious to see, you know, next week where we're at when we have more time to play with it. But sure. Uh, Brandon uh you have been you got a re- you reviewed grid first of all your right. reviews up on OKBeast.com, but we haven't had a chance to talk about it on the OKBeast okay podcast so that's right uh how is grid
1: uh grid is grid is a a good racer um it Unfortunately, it doesn't go much beyond that for for me in particular. Because okay. it, one of the things that I, I really attach myself to on particularly on racing games, I, I'm a I am a car guy. I love yeah. I love vehicles um, of all sorts, and if it's got wheels, I'm probably into it. But um, I I love all types of vehicles, and I love customization of vehicles and unfortunately in grid um there's not much of either of those things um so there are a lot of a lot of the vehicles that you would um directly expect um you know you, you have
0: your mustangs and i imagine your your big like muscle cars and and exotic cars, right? Yeah,
1: Camaros, Mustangs, Corvettes, Vipers. Um, yeah. Then you get into your BMWs, uh, your Audis, <laughs> um, Ferraris. But beyond that, like, there's only one McLaren in the entire game, which McLaren is like one of my favorite supercars. Period. Yeah. And there's only one, and it's very old. Um, so I. That, that's that's a huge thing that I look for in a racing game. Um, yeah, and yeah, to, me, sure. to me, that's a miss on Grid. Now, where Grid really knocks it out of the park is um, particularly AI design. Um, so I think in Grid, uh, more so than in really in any racing game uh, that I have recent memory of, um, the the AI is, is ruthless. Um,
0: and you're, I read your review and you're saying something about like a nemesis system. Like what, what does that
1: entail? There's a couple layers to it. So just in general, um, there's 400 different, um, 400 different AI drivers. Um, and these drivers all have their own personalities and they act differently. So some of them are going to be super clean throughout the race. Yeah. Um, and they'll be respectful to you as long as you're respectful to them. And then there are some that are much more aggressive and they will, they will drive into corners, uh, regardless of whether you're there or not. So they'll edge you in out of a corner. Um, but, the next layer to that is the nemesis system. So if you, if you nudge another driver and it, and it all depends on their, their specific personality, but hmm. uh, you know, on some, if you nudge them a few too many times in a race, they get pissed off and hmm. they drive to retaliate. So uh, once you've kind of ticked off a nemesis, um, they're, their primary goal is no longer to win the race, but to more or less to take you out of the race. Um, Interesting. OK. And and I was kind of worried about this system because there are times uh, and, and I can't think of one specifically, but I know um, in, in experience that there are times when racing games can be over the top. Whereas, mm, okay. whereas you either have drivers that are <laughs> that are uh, much too easygoing or way too aggressive, and my fear was that once I trigger a nemesis, uh, it's it was like going to be crazy. Um, and there there are occasions when it's like that, but I didn't feel like it was t- like too much. Um, so I, I'm I'm incredibly thankful for that because some. That's very off-putting when when uh where you have a where you have a racing game that you feel like is has become completely cheap like they're yeah <laughs> like they're um you know they're they're doing things that or you know they ought all of a sudden catch up when you know that you had a really uh, a really long lead yeah. um i i've I've had tons of racing games that are like that, and this is not one of them. Um, is
0: there a you're talking about like getting hit and stuff by the nemesis is uh, there like a rewind button or anything like in forza or there
1: there is is a there is a rewind button um and there there are times where you can use that uh strategically to uh like there are there are times if you've triggered a nemesis there are times where you may want to use that rewind button to untrigger that nemesis you know go back to my my
0: next question okay so Um, if you are if you're not in the mood for that sort of thing right you can you can if you have enough rewinds i imagine
1: or uh, or if you're you know if you have taken over the first spot and you mm -hmm. don't want this nemesis relentlessly trying to hunt you down then maybe you want to untrigger that just so you can um kind of Win the race without, yeah, without anybody uh, directly contesting you or or aggressively contesting you. Now, yeah. um, the next layer to it is um, you also have a teammate system, so you can call on your teammates um, to either block for you. So if you're if you're in the lead position, or maybe you're in the top three, and they're close behind you. Uh, if you want to prevent other drivers from coming up and trying to take your spot, then you can oh, have cool. you can have your teammate try to block for you, and it that's sometimes really cool. it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, and and it's all uh, it's also based on your your teammate's own experience, uh, like your teammate's own personality. Um, you can also have them like uh, try to um, aggressively go in front of you and clear the way so they can either block from you, uh, you know, to prevent people coming up from behind, or they can go in front of you and, and aggress, and, right. And try to take people out for you.
0: That's cool. I, I like that a lot. Um, are, are, are the teammates given to you at the start of the race, or do you pick before you go in?
1: You can actually choose um, teammates um, and different teammates have different abilities mm-hmm. uh, and different teammates have uh higher percentages of like how well they listen to you or, That's or how valid. well they, they heed your, your, um, uh, your direction. Yeah.
0: And can you increase that relationship or is it static?
1: Uh, I think, I think that it's fairly static. So it's all based on the, whatever teammate you choose.
0: Okay. Okay. Cause I could see a thing where like, you guys race, race enough race together and like you're almost like you like your uh, your social link or your your connection to them increases. And then maybe there you, you perform better as teammates in the next race. I, that could be a cool thing that may be possible. I don't I don't know
1: that for certain only because I didn't get too deeply involved in the teammate system. I did use okay. it uh, and it is it is very effective. I did use it, but I, I'm not sure if I'm not sure if there is like a leveling system or not. Um, I doubt
0: I doubt it, but I just figured that'd be a cool like fucking feature game, you know? Yeah, but hmm.
1: Well, um, oh, nice. So yeah, so AI design is is definitely where where this game shines. Um, but again, if you're if you're really into customization and so forth, there they're, I I don't remember the exact number of vehicles, but I can tell you that as far as customization goes, um, there's a handful of of liveries that are like Mm -hmm. preset graphics and you can change the colors of those preset graphics. So it's not like a Forza where you can completely design your own graphics and so forth. Yeah. Um, It's you're, you're completely constrained to what's there. Mm -hmm. Um, So that, that was kind of a downer for me, but otherwise the, the game is very solid. And if you're into a game that you can immediately jump into and, and get some, uh solid close to simulation type racing in hmm. um it's 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 good
2: how are the courses in the in the environments is it like pretty diverse in terms of like you're are you racing in like cities and like woods or like is it pretty much um most of them uh so there are some
1: road courses most of them are um track settings specifically okay um, but there, I think it's in, um, Japan. There is a road course where, you know, you kind of climb through the mountains and then come out into the, into the city. And there's, uh, cool, like, um, I don't, uh, I think they're cherry blossom, uh, oh, yeah, cher- yeah, yeah. cherry blossom trees and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then of course you have kind of what's been known to be the, the standard in racing games. So you have, um, uh, you have different weather you're always going to have like your racing. I mean, your uh, raining races and your, uh, dry races. And then you've got, um, like, uh, sunset nighttime. Yeah. Um, you know, right in the, at noontime in the middle of the day. Um, so there's a, there is a variety. And in addition to that, there are different, uh, arrangements of each course. So, I think if I recall correctly, I think there's up to like 90 different um variations arrangements, mm-hmm. um, like out of the box.
2: Gotcha. And I'm I, I, missed, I missed if you said this earlier. Is this like a reboot or is it a remake? Because it's it, it's just called Grid, but there's been previous Grid games, right?
1: Yeah, it's a reboot and it uh, okay. Grid um just in doing you know preparing for the review grid and i wasn't aware of this but grid is kind of like a extension of their toka series and that toka series goes all the way back to 1997 oh wow so if that gives you any idea to (laughs) how long these these games have kind of been around so it is a reboot of the of the grid series i didn't realize like toka was a thing yeah yeah to- toka i think um is a british uh championship if i uh, if i understand my if i understand my um
2: yeah this european
1: yeah european racing championships um i think i think that's how toka started
2: wow i just like i had a whole new world opened t- to me <laughs> I'm like I'm googling all of this as you, as you've been talking about it and yeah like Toka goes back took a race car or Toka race driver yeah like it's two games it's
1: it's deep like um, yeah Codemasters uh, and Codemasters obviously is very deep in in racing in general I think um, mm-hmm. and it's it's in the review but I think uh, out of since 2010 they've had 23. Um, Racing releases out of 29
2: total mm-hmm. releases. So, okay, so I'm looking at the games right now and it goes starting from 1997 it's Toka Touring Car Championship, mm-hmm. Toka 2 Touring Cars, Toka world Touring Cars, Toka Race Driver, and that's where PS2 starts, right? In 2002. Toka Race Driver 2 in 2004, Toka Race Driver 3 2006 Toka, uh Race Driver 2006. Wait, so they had two games in 2006 they had Toka Race Driver 3, and then they had Race Driver two thousand six, both those came out the same year, which is interesting. And then they had Race Driver Create and Race two thousand seven. Then they had Race Driver Grid, and then they had Grid two, Grid Autosport, and now Grid twenty nineteen, which is like such an interesting series. I didn't know, I didn't know um, was a thing, but yeah, it's like it's Grid deep. has this like deep history. Yeah, that's cool. That's wild. Well, it's I'm wild. glad
0: you. I'm, I'm glad you like Grid. I, I the only grid I played was the one in the three sixty. Um, mm. if I'm rem- remembering correctly, the first one.
2: Oh, then that's probably uh, Race Driver Grid. Yeah. Two thousand and eight.
0: But i I think it was like I remember it being branded as just grid. I don't know. It might have been. Yeah, like uh maybe maybe race driver was like the the prefix. I don't know. Mm. But that's the only one i played. I enjoyed it. I I'm pretty sure that's the last one that I played. Yeah. Um 'Cause I think we played it together. I remember the cover and everything. Yeah. It was like a silver vehicle. Uh like and the camera angles like coming from like the asphalt. Uh, which I guess that's like most racing games. But like <laughs> yeah, I remember it being like a very intense camera angle. Uh oh, like a yeah. silver car drifting so, or something.
2: Essentially it was like the cover has um grid in like big letters and like race driver is like really small on top of Yeah. It. So yeah, you yeah. probably would just know it is grid. Um yeah. and yeah, like the camera angles like on like you know, looking up at the car, um, like close up, and it's like a black car looking ho- all hardcore. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That they, I, I like grid the first grid, or I don't know, I don't know. Race the driver first grid on three. Yeah, the first <laughs> race driver. I like but, race mean, driver grid. You're
2: right. The, I mean, this is the first grid, um, because the previous ones were just like Toka, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, but well,
0: cool. I'm I'm glad you like grid. um bless how is uncharted lost legacy oh
2: man so i've been playing uncharted lost legacy um and i was not expecting to like this game as much as i do i am like i finished it i finished it in like a couple days Mm -hmm. and this is your first playthrough yeah yep of lost legacy and i played like all the other uncharted games right i played uncharted one through three i played four and my thing has always been like especially for uncharted one through three like i respect them uh i can see why people would really enjoy those games i didn't really love those games i loved parts of them like uncharted 1 i didn't really like like at all but uncharted well, 2 right
1: that, like it's interesting <laughs> that you bring that up because mm. i i started playing the uncharted series um, oh really yeah so i just started playing i've never played it before i knew that like it, this week it was on my list uh actually i think i started two weeks ago
2: oh this is perfect um, then
1: yeah, so um, so that was going to be my question. Like, should <laughs> should I be liking Uncharted One? Is m- no. more no. than no. more than I do.
2: <laughs> no, do you, I mean, do you? How are you? Do you like it, or do you are you like whatever?
1: So, I'm I, th- and this is going to be a kind of like a a, a weird lead in, but I'm mm. a huge fan of Nathan Fillion. Okay. And now I see why everybody has been fighting tooth and nail to yes. try to get him uh to be Nathan Drake. Um so I I like I am I'm, I'm into like the humor and stuff like that and I and I read your tweets. Um so maybe mm-hmm. you weren't as attached to the humor but um I I'm into the humor and stuff and I could see where the where where the story can go, um, but I'm not, I'm not, and I we, we could talk I, about it a little bit more. I, I want you to talk more about uh, well, Lost Legacy, I mean, but I, I, I'm I, just not attached to how the game plays.
2: Yes, and I think I think you're in the right place for someone okay, who's good. playing. The first <laughs> Uncharted in twenty nineteen. Because I think what it was was like the first Uncharted came out in I think two thousand seven. Yeah. And I think at the time it was probably a lot more impressive because of the graphics and because like like the water would like stick to the clothes or whatever, right? You would get out of get out of a lake and you'd still be wet, right? Or you'd see the footprints of him walking stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like stuff like that back when this game originally came out was very impressive. And so I imagine this game was more of a technical showcase, right? But like my my problem with Uncharted uncharted's one through three and like as as they go they get better but i i never really loved the gameplay i did i do as far as like the characters right i do enjoy nathan drake's humor i think he's a very i think he's a likable character but like you know even by uncharted 4 right i never felt like super connected and passionate about passionate about the characters of uncharted i was always mm-hmm. like yeah this is all right like this is cool like it reminds me of like i was gonna say i, I want to say fast and furious but i like like I feel a connection to the characters in Fast and Furious. By the time like by the time I got to like Fast Six, right, I felt more connected connected with those characters. And so maybe like even like Mission Impossible might even be a better I don't even know if that'd be a better um, comparison. But I-, I see Uncharted in the same ilk, in a similar ilk, as something like those. Like a big budget action movie with characters where like by the end of the movie, right, like you spent two hours with these characters, you might it may not be the same as watching Um, maybe like a long tv show where you're like spending like tens of hours with these characters but by the time by the time you're finished um you kind of get a good like i don't know a good summary of like these people and their adventures and who they are and like all this stuff right and so uncharted 1 i was like okay whatever like i don't i I wasn't really into it uncharted 2 i was like okay this this um actually how much do you know about uncharted about the uncharted 2 and 3 brandon because i don't want to ruin anything for you
1: i know i know essentially nothing okay Um,
2: now. I won't get so into all the details I, then.
1: All I know is what I've played so far in in one. I've managed to to skirt all of the spoilers and I'm I'm kind of going into it fresh.
2: Gotcha. So yeah, Uncharted 2 like had moments and like a good setup for those moments where I was like, "Okay, like this is impressive. This is really cool." But at yeah. the same time, like I still had tons of issues with the gameplay. Like because Uncharted ver- is very much like uh third-person shooting, like third-person cover-based shooting where the shooting's not amazing, you know, in one through three, right? It's solving like these puzzles that I, I always felt like interrupted the experience and never really like felt natural in terms of like a gameplay flow. And then it was also climbing, which I always felt was like, like didn't really leave room for creativity in the way you went about, in about the climbing, right? I felt like, especially in one through three, right? Like the climbing was very much like Oh yeah, make sure you're putting your stick in the right direction. Press X, and yeah, on like you're jumping onto the next <laughs> ledge, and you're doing that over and over and over again. And by the time I finished three, I was like, yeah, I just don't love this series. Like I like the series. I think they're doing cool things there with like you know uh the the personality of the characters and stuff, right? But like I never really i i had these issues that like I couldn't get past. And so when Uncharted four came around. You know, I think that was the game that really fixed a lot of my gameplay issues, right? Like I thought the shooting was great, right? They added more stealth elements and I thought the stealth elements worked well. Um I uh I think the puzzles were like slightly better from what I remember. I don't really remember much of the puzzles in Uncharted 4. Um and I think the climbing was the gun way the gameplay
0: and climbing was really good.
2: Yeah, like the climbing was way improved cuz like they they like they were so creative in ways that like things Break apart and like how they um, subvert your expectation with what's going to happen next because like at that point they built a formula and they're at every moment it felt like they're like okay how do we how do we make it so that you know we're following the formula but then we you know we um, sweep them off their feet at the last second and they do that over and over and over again in Uncharted Four and I think it works super well but even then right by the time I finished that game I was like wow Uncharted Four is awesome but I wouldn't put Uncharted Four on like my list of like favorite games. You know, I had that like that separation where I was like, Yeah, like this game's this game is like incredibly made and like it's an excellent product and like I really enjoyed my time with it, but it started in my like top thirty or whatever, right? Like it's not like I would not I w I wouldn't I don't have that passionate connection to this game. Would you play? It so, I like, feel like
0: I, I connect like similar to what Brandon said about hmm. the humor, I did connect to the humor and the characters. And I I played through the entire I'd never played them before. I played through all of them in spring 2016 before Uncharted 4 came out. Mm. And I was very much... I was similar to Blessing. Like, first one was like a slog for the most part. Second one, improvement. Third one, uh, more improvement. And then fourth one, large improvement. Uh, But they're short, right? I I played through them on on easy, and they're probably like 10 hours apiece, probably. Yeah, and
2: there's story there, for sure. Yeah, there's story. The story is worthwhile, you know, to go through all of them.
0: I agree. But, and Uncharted 4 is, like, one of my favorite games ever. That game just, like, connected with me for some reason. Yeah. Uh, and especially, like, on the, I I was attached to the characters and, and the humor. So, I, I would I would keep going through them, Brandon.
1: Yeah, yeah my, no, my, my, sure. my problem is, and I do like, I do like the unique, um the unique times. Like, when, you know, when you jump in the back of the Jeep and you got to protect the Jeep with your uh, mounted gun and so forth. mm mm-hmm. So those, yeah. those unique scenarios I think are really cool. There's the, a lot the of part, them too. Yeah. The part that I, the part that I'm less in, interested in and the one that keeps coming up, unfortunately is, um, the cover shooter part. So yeah. hide behind this, shoot a bunch of people, go to the next piece of cover Hide behind this, and I think that's also, One is the
0: worst one out of, in that category. I, I think.
1: think that's also the problem that I've always had with like games like Gears of War. Gears of War yes. is amazing, and I I love. I, I'm I'm having an awesome time playing Gears Five, but it's still hide behind this thing. Yes, run run around, kill people, hide behind the next thing, and I like. I'd like a little more freedom to do whatever the hell I want to do. Not high. You know, I'm trying the to be more
2: introduces that. Yeah. You're preaching to the choir right now, Brandon. Cause like, that's how I feel about uh third person cover based shooters in general. Like yeah. I feel, I, I feel like, you know, it doesn't allow the player to be as creative when it feels so orchestrated like, okay, yeah, you're walking into this room. Here's the cover you have here are where the enemies are going to come from, kill all the enemies. And right. it feels like you're doing the same thing over and over and over again with like, w- with not much freedom to really like think uh think think on your feet and like do all that stuff and it does get better like in by uncharted 4 like uncharted 4 finds ways to um uh make like for example in uncharted 4 the cover breaks right and so like when when um the cover is taking fire it'll break apart and you'll have to like think quick and be like oh no i gotta move this way right you have some of that stuff right um, you have a grappling hook you have a grappling hook yeah that you can that uh, you can use to like swing around places in combat right and then also like um uh yeah, I I was gonna say. Oh, also uh it spreads out those sequences more so like I, I i think by the time they got to uncharted 4 they realized that like oh we are burning people out on the climbing or oh we are burning people out on the combat sequences and so we're going to like essentially like frame things in a way where chapter by chapter they're like okay this chapter is going to be all about combat right but you're gonna fight for a lot of this chapter and then the second half of the chapter chapter you're gonna focus on climbing while we're delivering narrative cool Mm -hmm. okay now this chapter since they did that stuff the last the last chapter we're going to uh introduce you to like this um this different like cave area over here and we'll, we'll have you like um uh solve this grand puzzle right and like they do such a good job of uh uh making the game flow a lot better in terms of its pacing and in terms of like what you're doing that you don't necessarily like get tired of climbing like you do in, in like the, the, the first few games. Um so I <laughs> yeah.
1: So I have to make it all the way to four in order to start enjoying this. It, it Any starts way
2: even way? getting better. In, I will say it starts two. even getting better in two. Like, okay, good. One, one is pretty egregious with that stuff Two definitely like gets way more interesting in terms they of start introducing like the set pieces. And I don't two. want to give yeah. the
1: impression that I'm not enjoying not the first one at all. It's just, it's very predictable in, in specifically in the combat. It's very
0: predictable. Like yeah. here, here we are. I recommend again. putting the first three on easy and blazing through them.
2: Yeah. I think, and like, I think the, that's what I did or I, I, maybe uncharted. i'm all normal i'm not sure i would even say like because this is what i did right i played most of uncharted 4 and then like i stopped playing it for a while and then i i was like okay well i'm gonna play uncharted 2 i'm just gonna go on youtube and just watch the rest of uncharted 4 or uncharted, uncharted 1 um like actually yeah that might be yeah like the the you know like the videos where it's like <laughs> yeah uh uncharted yeah. 1 as a movie or whatever yeah. right and it's like three hours and you just watch the cutscenes. scenes Like, don't feel bad about playing half of Uncharted One and then watching the rest and be like, okay, cool, I understand what's going on. Let's play two. That's Uh, probably the best idea. Get the get the story stuff and move on. Yeah, yeah, because like you're not gonna you're not missing anything gameplay wise, especially if you just wanted to. I I can tell that already. (laughs) Like Uncharted Two is very much the same but better, and so like you know definitely like don't feel bad about being like okay, let's let's get the gist of this so I can go on to the next thing.
1: But you did say that one has um several more of those sequences where it's not cover shooting right uh, it's no? a lot of
0: cover shooting
2: <laughs> yeah it's a lot of that okay maybe
1: <laughs> maybe maybe i need to find it on
2: youtube yeah then. two is definitely where it's like okay like well let's be more creative in the ways that you're climbing and in the ways that you're shooting and like they go they go for it in some parts in that game um yeah. but yeah four is the four is the one where i'm like okay they got it down like they fig- they figured it out this doesn't feel tedious at all. Like this is actually really fun. Um, I don't own
1: for it yet. Um, but mm, I do you know, I mine. think it's on like a copy. Well, it's on platinum or something too. Right. Isn't it PlayStation? So hits. It's like, yeah, yeah. Super cheap.
2: Yeah. It's like 20 bucks on PlayStation hits and it's always on sale. I'm sure you can find it for like 15 bucks. Yeah. I've got, seen it for like got, $10 um, on black Friday.
1: I got this collection, uh, on sale. I think I paid, I think I only paid like nine bucks for this collection when I bought it. Eight, eight or nine bucks or something
2: nice so lost legacy right like mm-hmm. going into this game i was expecting like more uncharted 4 but like for some reason i was expecting it to be like lesser uncharted 4 because i feel like that's the, the impression i got from when the game came out and how people were reacting to it it's and side and characters like you don't yeah think it's gonna hit yeah as much. like yeah. i don't care about chloe that much i didn't care about nadine i didn't care about like like i was like okay cool i'll play it when i play it right and so i finally played it and I actually like really loved the um, I really loved a few things, right? I loved the dynamic between Chloe and Nadine. I liked the, the characters and how they they fleshed out those two characters and kind of their relationship and how that relationship grew through the game. I thought it was I thought it was naturally done. Um, I liked how focused this game was. Like it's not like pre, it's not like Uncharted in general where it's like okay, I went we went to this place, we explored this this area okay, we got to go fly all the way to this other area because this thing is leading us all the way over here. Okay, let's do that again. Okay, now no, now we have to go all the way to this ah, area over here. Yeah. Like it, it, Uncharted, Uncharted uh, 1 through 4 for me felt like, a lot of it felt like the same narrative over and over again because it was like goose chasey, right? Even though I feel like in 2 and 3 they did some things to separate them out, but a lot of it felt goose chasey. It was like, okay, we got this thing. We got to fly over here to do this thing. Lost Legacy is more so like hey we're going to focus on this location and we are going to focus on this treasure and this was the first time in an uncharted game where I actually cared about the story of like the treasure they were looking for and the lore of it and like what it meant to like the culture of the people like they really went in like deeper into the culture of of uh I think the thing was called like the tusk of ganesh or something like that. Yeah, the tusk of ganesh that sounds exactly right. Um and like you know it's like this indian treasure right and chloe uh is indian or at least part indian i believe um and so like they kind of they kind of dove into that side of things and kind of like you know talked about how this like ancient society because there's always an ancient society in <laughs> uncharted. <laughs> in uncharted yeah so they kind of went into like how the ancient society like uh how their culture ran and how like I don't want to get just like spoilers cuz I'm actually getting into narrative stuff but like the way they connected the dots as far as like what Chloe is going through, what Nadine is going through, what this ancient society is and what's happening in the, in, in their world today and that, how that all plays a role with each other like I thought was just super well done in a way that I didn't even realize could happen because I, d- I did not like that like that's the stuff i didn't care about in charter one through one through four i didn't care about any of those ancient societies i didn't care about like what the treasure was i was always just like all right like let's go let's climb to the next thing right like mm-hmm. it was, it, it's very much like an action movie whereas in lost legacy like they treated that stuff in such a way where i was like oh no i actually care like what is the, the tusk of ganesh how does this play um uh like with like with these other things that you're finding and like how like w- what like what is the story of this of this society like how did this all happen right that i thought was well done i thought the villain was cool um the set pieces like it felt like they were like okay cool we know what to do with this um with this engine we know what to do with this framework because we did it with uncharted 4 let's just refine it in uncharted lost legacy and it felt like that to me where like you're like you you have the grappling hook um but you're like using it in, in in i thought like for some pretty cool ways especially toward the end of the game um i don't know man i don't know what else else to say but but like yeah this game i i'm really into it it's probably my favorite uncharted game i like the characters even better than the main characters in uncharted 1 through 4 and like it's not a thing where like i don't like the humor of nathan drake and all that stuff because it it reminds me nathan drake's humor reminds me somewhat of like um is it sean spencer from from psych do you guys watch psych uh no i don't i haven't so sean spencer from psych right he's the main character he has this he's like white dude but like ha- like has his like goofy like like fun humor right and i fr- I, fr- I freaking love psych uh it's probably one of my favorite comedies right and nathan drake yeah is kind of psychish to me and i don't know if it's because like he looks slightly like sean spencer to me um <laughs> but he, for some reason like i make that connection with with nathan drake but nathan drake's like his personality and and and, and the hero and all that stuff like never really struck that with me because i can never i, I for some reason, and it's just unknown to me, I could never make that connection with that character, but in Lost Legacy, I I felt like Chloe and Nadine felt more real than Nathan Drake. Like, Nathan Drake, and maybe that's the thing, right? Nathan Drake feels like an action hero. He feels like this dude who, like, by the, at the end of the day, right, he's going to save the day, um, and that's how things kind of always play out, because he's the hero, right? Whereas as yeah. Chloe and Nadine actually felt like they had more baggage going into their adventure, and they had um uh actual personalities as far as like their struggles that they're going through their character flaws how those character flaws kind of like butt against one another uh on their journey like all that stuff felt more believable and felt more relatable than in the previous uncharted games um and so yeah i'll leave it at that uh because you know uncharted Lost legacy isn't a new game we just spent all the time t- talking about it but really enjoyed the game um highly recommend and- it if you haven't checked it out
1: and it's it's an experience all by itself, right? It's not like a DLC or anything like that.
2: Yeah, no. It it I think it started off as a DLC, but I think they made it so big that they were like, Okay, let's just spin this off into a new game. Um, because it like it feel it feels like a whole game, right? It's like eight hours long, I wanna say, eight, nine hours long. Oh wow. Um yeah, it has the beginning, middle, the and and end. It's like barely connected to Uncharted four in terms of story. Mm, cool. Yeah.
0: Nice. I, I want to get around to playing Lost Legacy. I keep meaning to do it. Do do it. I think you'll really like it. <clears throat> yeah, maybe next year I'll I'll finally play that. Maybe I'll probably grab it like over Christmas or something, and and over the holidays maybe I'll play it. Um, let's get to some announcements. Of course, if you're enjoying this podcast and you want to get it early every single week. Uh, you can head over to patreon.com slash okbeast, throw us a few bucks, and you can get the show early, as well as access to a bunch of other perks and bonus content. Uh, of course, if you want to help us out, uh, maybe you can't financially, that's totally okay. One thing you can do that is really helpful for us uh, is to go and review us on iTunes um, and and review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up our recent reviews while I keep going through the announcements, and then at the end of the announcements, I will read off the reviews. Uh, Of course, uh, you can get all of our content on okbeast.com and youtube.com slash okbeast. We're at okbeast now on on Twitter. We're at facebook.com slash okbeast. And then if you want to join our Discord, you can head over uh, okbeast.com slash Discord, and that'll get you in. We got people talking about stuff all day long. Of course, you can get a shirt uh, to support us at okbeast.com slash store. Uh, and then every Monday we stream, uh, in the evening at twitch.tv slash okay Now, uh, thanks everybody for, for Sorry, coming I've, and doing that. I just remembered when this episode comes out, we're probably not going to stream tonight. <laughs> yeah, probably not. We are, uh, I will be in New York city as of this, when this episode comes out.
2: Yeah. And I will be flying back into town from New Jersey. Yeah. The, uh, well, Monday you know, evening. I mean, I Brandon, have, if you want to stream,
1: I do have a Delgado now.
2: Ooh, you know what we might be streaming tonight stay tuned to uh, at rebel red six on twitter yes <laughs> check that out Hopefully, yeah if he
0: streams uh i want to see the clips
2: okay brandon I, are, do you just, <laughs> are, have you like have you like set up your elgato and all that stuff
1: uh for the most part i just need um obs streams i mean gotcha uh scenes
2: if you oh, can't yeah, yeah. if you can't make it work don't hesitate to even stream directly from your ps4 or whatever oh, if I like because i make work because I know OBS, I mean, oh, I have hella issues with OBS, but I think you're probably more computer savvy than I am. And so go for it, man. Twitch.tv slash Now Follow Brandon on Twitter
0: at RebelRed6. Follow me on Twitter at It'sVanAken. I just hit my <laughs> mic. I apologize.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I was late.
0: Follow Blessing at BlessingJR. Follow Ian, who is not here this week because he is flying to New Jersey to get ready for his wedding. At Ian, why not? So the reviews that we have this week, thank you everybody for taking the time to uh, to do that. Jake always swins uh, says from kind of funny to OK Beast started listening to this podcast last week and I am hooked. I've been a kind of funny best friend since the beginning, but witnessing the beautiful OK Beast takeover on kind of funny games daily. I knew I had to check these guys out. I'll be here every week tuning in. Thank you, Jake. Appreciate that. Uh, and then the next one comes from Ace Even five star review saying love this podcast. Uh, I started listening after hearing bless on kind of funny as a lot of people have, I'm sure, but once I listen to a few of their podcasts, I'm in. It's in my weekly rotation now. Keep it up. Thanks so much for that review. Let's uh let's get into the news, guys. Um, more PlayStation 5 news have, have been revealed this week. Uh mm. via 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 a wired exclusive. Mm. Sony came out and officially announced that the the console is called the PlayStation 5.
2: Whoa. Um, we <laughs> got a twist, baby. I Nobody know, expected wild. this. It's wild. Super wild. Um
0: so it's coming officially holiday twenty twenty. Um and so they were from the uh the PlayStation blog. Uh, they kind of there's a there's a larger wired post that we'll link in the show notes, but we're gonna read the they kind of have recapped um the they've summarized the article pretty nicely here in the, the PlayStation blog. It says Uh, since we originally unveiled our next generation console in April, we know there's been a lot of excitement and interest in hearing more about what the future of games will bring today. I'm proud to share that our next gen console will be called the PlayStation five and we'll be launching in time for holiday 2020. Uh, these updates might not be a huge surprise, but we wanted to confirm them as our PlayStation fans, uh, for our PlayStation fans, as we start to reveal additional details about our vision for the next gen uh, then they go on to link to the Wired uh, article, which is of course in our show notes. Um, and they're they're talking about a big thing that they talked about this week was the new controller, which is unnamed. Um, the PlayStation blog continues. What, what do you think uh, is going to be named? The DualShock
2: Five lies. <laughs> um, there is a chance it could no? be different, though. I mean, I think it'll probably be the DualShock Five, but like what they, just they call it DualShock, they ooh. and uh, and and
0: the the O is a zero.
2: They do yeah. go into some details about like the new features of the controller that make me they think do. that like, it might um, not be called the DualShock Five. Yeah, it might be called the Dual Haptic Five. Dual Haptic Five or Dual Haptic so, One.
0: They the the two key innovations that they're talking about in this blog and in the the Wired article. Um, they say first we're adopting haptic feedback to replace the rumble technology found in controllers since the fifth gen of consoles. So that goes back to PlayStation Four.
2: Because the N64 had the rumble oh, yeah, pack, but they're prob- right. yeah, they probably yeah. might be talking about the PS2 because that was actually built in the controller. Yeah. Um, with haptics, you truly feel a broader range of feedback.
0: So crashing into a wall in a race car feels much different than making a tackle on a football field. Mm. You can even get a sense of variety of textures when running through the fields of grass and plodding through mud. So what they don't say in this, what they say in the Wired article, is this haptic feedback, devs can uh, fine-tune the resistance... Of the the um the triggers as you're pulling them, and so they can like and in a uh, tech demo the the author of the Wired article uh, who I believe was Daniel Victor or no not Daniel Victor I'm sorry it was who was it uh by the like way correction you your, uh,
2: you... the PS1 controller did have rumble did it really okay yeah yeah, yeah uh, later down the road
0: Peter Rubin was the the author uh, they're essentially describing like in this tech demo, they like pulled a bow back or whatever. Um, and like, it felt like they were pulling a bow back. Yeah. Because the resistance was different versus like firing a gun. Or they're also talking about like running on different surfaces and like how the controller can Doesn't Xbox simulate that. Do
2: this or is it more? Cause I know Xbox has rumble in the controller when you're Xbox playing like, does Forza. Not do this. Okay. This sounds cool. Yeah.
0: I'm really into this. Xbox has the uh, hairpin triggers that you like click the switch on the elite controller, you click the switch and mm-hmm. it reduces the amount of time it takes to hold it down. Um, but they do not have like the haptics controller. Mm. Uh, and so they're talking about like through like the, the speaker on the controller and through this haptic feedback, like it really, like they are like bringing a new dimension to, to gameplay as far as like feel goes like physically in your hands. Mm. So that's, that's actually like the most exciting thing about all of this for me. Um, And they said, oh, they they actually did go and continue. They said, um, developers can program the resistance of the trigger so that you can feel the tactile sensation of drawing a bow and arrow or accelerating an off-road vehicle through rocky terrain. In combination with the haptics, this can produce a powerful experience that better simulates various actions. Game creators have started to receive early versions of the new controller, and we can't wait to see where their imagination goes with these new features at their disposal. Um, But yeah, and then they went ahead and said, they also confirmed that, uh, Ghost of Tsushima is a PS4 game still. Mm-hmm. Um, prove it. And, yeah, prove <laughs> it right. Which is kind of wild still uh, to think about because literally last episode we were like, "What if it's a PS5 title?" I still think it could be a transitional title. Like I still don't.
2: I, I yeah still see that being a thing. I'm. I mean, I think it has to be spring, just because like I can't imagine like if it like if Maybe they're June. marketing it at. June. That's what they did with the Last of Us, but that was the last yes. of us. But it was, but it was also like the first Last of Us. Like that's ugh, true. Yeah, I could see be be June or um May. Yeah, I feel like, like you get you want to get you want to get it further enough from the Last of Us Part Two, but also you if if this is going to be a core like we're marking this as a PS4 title, then you also want to get it ahead of the PS5. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It's.
0: I don't know. I feel like that was, those are the biggest things, right? They, them talking about the controller, they brought up like the SSD thing. Oh, and they were saying, um, you can, I had it, I had it bookmarked, but I think, oh, here we go. Uh, this is in the wired article. They said, uh, quote, aided in part by the simplified game data made possible by the SSD. Sony is changing its approach to storage, making a more configurable installation and removal process. Uh, And he's there quoting uh, Mark Cerny here, who is the Mm -hmm. like lead architect Uh, rather than treating games like a big block of data. Cerny says we're allowing finer grained access to the data. And then uh, in quotes, that can mean the ability to install just the game's multiplayer campaign, leaving the single player campaign for another time, or just installing the whole thing. And then later deleting the single player campaign. Once you've finished it, Uh, regardless of what parts of a game you choose to install and play, you'll be able to stay abreast of it via a completely revamped user interface they just went in and were talking about, you know, changes that they're Yeah. I don't think they got into really specifics, but they were talking about like being able to jump into a multiplayer game from the da- the PlayStation dashboard. Like Yeah. Which I feel like they promised that with the PlayStation
2: 4. And I could the they they did. they did, and they have that stuff like somewhat implemented in the PS4. The, yeah. yeah like the the way they're framing here i'm like all right like we've heard this we've we, like we've heard this rhetoric before yeah um, we have we definitely maybe have. like maybe they'll actually do it this time and like go all the way with it <laughs> because like the you yeah. can because here's the thing you can choose like which part of a game you install first for I've some never games been,
0: where does it yeah for some games i like I've, i don't i can't remember the last time i was asked yeah what, but like long at the launch that that was a thing but yeah i don't know any game it stopped becoming it
2: stopped becoming like so much of a thing like the further and further we got into the generation but also like how many games are you playing nowadays that has um single player and multiplayer like i think i think that i think that's the real thing where it's like you know i think games have gotten away from like having both those modes in the same game and so like we there there's become less opportunity to be like oh yeah i'm just gonna play the the multiplayer whatever i feel like this is primarily maybe just for call of duty um especially like with new i know i i'm that's on, I'm, the, like, that's the I'm game I, that insulin came to mind because like that's the game where like if you look at the install size right like call of duty is getting more and more ridiculous as far as like the gigabytes that it takes mm-hmm. right and so like i imagine that even if it is just for that game right it's the best-selling game every year the option to be like okay i'm only going to install multiplayer and i'm not even going to have the single player in the in, in the install probably like goes a long way as far as like um uh managing that space and like making that appealing um because i can't think of another like scenario that really like drives us home like fighting games like not installing the multiplayer doesn't seem like it matters anyway because i imagine that takes up a lot of the same space uh, at least a lot I of the same l- assets yeah a lot of like pretty much all the same assets right like i imagine like mainly like for that you're installing like netcode and and um and all that stuff right and so like i don't know I don't could know if they save, save you like five or 10 gigs
0: on a 60 gig download, but yeah, I, I imagine the biggest thing will be even. deleting the single player. Yeah. But still. I yeah. Don't
2: know. Um, but, uh, I want to read this quote because I thought this was interesting. Uh, and I think this is coming from the writer, right? He was like first, and this is regarding the haptic feedback on the controller. He says combined with an app combined with an improved speaker on the controller, the haptics can enable some astonishing effects. First, I played through a series of short demos, courtesy of the same Japan studio team that designed PlayStation VR's Astrobot rescue mission. In the most impressive, I ran a character through a platform level featuring a number of different surfaces, all of which gave distinct and su- surprisingly immersive tactile experiences. Sand felt slow and sloggy, mud felt slow and saw so- oh i see sand felt slow and sloggy mud felt slow and soggy on ice a high frequency response made the thumbsticks really feel like my character was gliding jumping into a pool i got a sense of resistance of the water on a wooden bridge a bouncy sensation which i think all that sounds fantastic that sounds awesome see, the, the, yeah the, the, the problem and that i have
0: that paired with vr yeah the,
2: oh man the
1: problem that i have is that like there's no way for us to imagine how it's implemented Without mm. physically touching it, like yeah, you know, I don't care. I don't care what words you use, sl- sloggy and sloggy, sloshy and Brandon. slowly and whatever. <laughs> soggy. Uh, <laughs> this sticks for sloggy soggy and and I don't care what words you use until you until we actually touch it. It like none of this. It, it's completely it's completely meaningless. Mm-hmm. And the other problem that I have is like it. You know. These are all like new new ways for things to break. Um,
0: so <laughs> oh dang my my sloshiness in my controller broke. I don't know. Gotta, gotta don't take it to the be, old GameStop and pretend it's fixed. I don't want to be in. the downer, but um, <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't <laughs> <laughs> we all do we all do that
0: we all do that Everybody that's does hilarious because that. i definitely like, can i get it to controller. work on the
2: on the menu screen because that's all they're going to yep. test my controller my, my controller uh, for the ps3 had a um had a thing where it would just <laughs> randomly press the square button every random yep. times and i'm like well like, how are they going to figure that out on the test? <laughs> like Yeah, like, right. Yeah. I,
0: I had a, a PS4 controller that worked in every game but The Last of Us. And, like, I really hope somebody's not buying this controller <laughs> for The Last of Us. It's like you get to got, GameStop, the GameStop, you hand
1: Stop's it to them. never going to figure it out. They turn it on, we got a like, listener <laughs> going, I bought that damn controller. Could you imagine
2: <laughs> how that would look like, though, if you brought it to GameStop, handed it to the employee, and he was like, okay, let me test this out real quick. And he turns on The Last of Us. and it's like oh no no."
0: and it's like oh no you must have like walking enabled because like my the the problem with the controller i cannot i played like the first half of the last of us only at walking speed because my whatever happened i could not run uh it it was the weirdest Mm -hmm. glitch but it was like definitely hardware related and gamestop gave me like 30 bucks for i was like thank you very much
2: (laughs) (laughs) man that's wild yeah, that's super wild. But
0: I, I get what you mean, Brandon, about, like, this is very much, like, this is, like, as far as, like, the haptics and, and all that stuff goes, like, we have to, like, get our grubby hands on those controllers before, yeah. like, it can really believe it. But I, I'm hoping, like, I don't know, like, I felt like... Uh, yeah, up to
1: that point is just glorified mar- marketing speak. Like, for
0: sure yeah, I, I, think the, I think PlayStation and... is good about, like, getting, um, like, up till launch. Like, I remember having plenty of time to try out like a PS4 right. in the store beforehand. So, I they're pretty good about that, I think. Whereas like not they weren't I felt like they were not with a grand VR is a totally different beast, but like mm-hmm. they had like a couple, you know, they had a like, like a handful of like demos across like the nation. Uh and if you weren't near like a major city, you couldn't try it out. Whereas usually like Target or GameStop or whatever will have a demo months in advance. So <laughs> I, 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 am, remember,
1: I, I remember being jealous because you got to try one out and and I was like, <laughs> you got to try one out and got sick or something. I remember I drove it, an uh, hour
0: away to try out the PS4, a uh, PSVR. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I played yeah. like freaking whatever the shark uh, one. Well, oh, Kayla played the shark one. I played the, whatever the spaceship game was,
2: uh, Valkyrie, uh, E Valkyrie or something. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, like I I like the prospect of the controller stuff. Like the um,
1: yeah, it sounds awesome. But yeah,
2: who knows? It's also going to be USB Type C instead of micro USB. That sounds nice. awesome. Um, and I also I also want to point out in this article, um, why well, I lost it. Um, somewhere in the article, Blue Point said that they're making a, a PS5 game. Yes. Yeah, and so that's also exciting.
0: And they do, uh, for those who aren't familiar, they did like the most recent thing they did. They remastered, or they didn't, they remake, yeah, Shadow of
2: the Colossus. Yeah, they did that. They did, I forget what else they did before that. And they always, I feel like
0: they always do like, um,
2: there was a quote that went along high with that. Res.
0: Too. There was what?
1: There was a quote or something that went along with that too. Like one of the, <laughs> yeah, let me see. He's the, like, whoever it was said specifically, we're working on something big. And I'm wondering yeah. if he's like alluding to, so uh, another it's, colossus game
2: yeah so i've been hearing people talk about that too so the quote is we're working on a big one right now um yeah i'll let you figure out the rest and like that seems so come obvious on to son me. if 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 they announce shadow of the colossus 2 for ps5 i'm saying i'm sorry xbox <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> i didn't mean yeah that's one of using those my games i didn't even connect the dots
0: like that game is like so uh, insular to me. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I didn't even think about a sequel to that game, dude. Wow, like, that'd
2: be huge. Literally, like yeah. <laughs> it'd be it'd be out of this world. Um, I do wonder though, like what that game would be like if they don't have. Um, I was gonna say Suda Fifty One. It's not Suda Fifty One. Um, I forget his name, but the director behind Shadow Colossus and Eco and Last Guardian, if he's not behind it. I don't know how excited I would be for it, but if he is like involved in it and like even as like a, a consultant, and they're role,
0: using like the blue point, blue points yeah. using their engine and stuff.
2: Yeah, I think Ueda is his name. But um, if he if he's involved in it, dude, man, oh man, like it's over. I'm with you. You know, it's over. That's great. I'm excited.
0: Uh, let's get to the next news story. Uh, Google Stadia. Google claims stadia will be faster than consoles. Um, bless you. I'm going to bring this one to you. I believe they are talking about yeah. negative latent
2: latency. Um, <laughs> and a bunch can't of other just, stuff. they can't just make up, make up words. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Oh yeah. I found it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Google stadia, uh, Google claims stadia will be faster than consoles. Uh, they say quote, uh, and I forget who this quote comes from. But uh, ultimately, we think in a year or two, we'll have games that are running faster and feel more responsive in the cloud that, uh, than they do locally, regardless of how powerful the local machine is. Uh, these improvements will come, and this is the, that's the end of the quote, These, and this is me reading from um, an Engadget article. These improvements will come via a term which sounds ra- rather slippery, quote, negative latency, end quote, um, a concept by which Stadia can set up a game with a buffer of predicted latency between the between the server and the player, and then use various methods to undercut it. It can run the game at a super fast frame rate, so it can so it can act on player inputs earlier, or it can pre- it can predict a player's button presses. These tricks can help the game feel more responsive, potentially more so than a console game running locally at 30 FPS with a wireless controller. Uh, I'm clicking in the article right now so I can see if I can find the exact quote. Because the quote came from, looks like Edge, um, and it was Stadia's VP of Engineering, Maj Bakar. I was speaking to them. Okay. Um, and so that kind of sparked a lot of like responses from people. There's uh, one, being one like,
1: thing in particular that you already said that scares the living crap out of me.
2: Yeah, like the predict- predictive button presses, I'm guessing?
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah.
2: So there was... There's something. Uh,
0: somebody was. I've, I've got the article pulled up here. It's called. It was about a, a Blaze Blue or whatever, mm. uh, and the producer, and they have a technology um, that is called GGPO. I think it's used by a number of devs. That's the impression I got, but especially by um, these people. Yeah, yeah, and they were saying it's essentially like. Uh, I think the quote here said, the producer said, uh, GGPO receives the remote inputs from the network and compares the predicted inputs to the actual ones, he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it finds a discrepancy, it rewinds the simulation back to the first incorrect frame, repredicts the inputs for each player based on the updated input stream, and advances the simulation to the current frame using the new prediction. So essentially, it uh, they also went and said something like... Uh, it, it's called speculative execution and it eliminates the perceived input delay for each local player by guessing what each, play tr- each player will do on a previous input. GGPO makes for a smoother experience. So it sounds like there's this is this tech is already being used in games and Google was just like, let's call it negative latency. Yeah, and th- that's <laughs> my whole,
2: that's like my whole take on this is that it sounds like essentially marketing from people who are entering the game space but have not marketed in video games before right <laughs> yeah. and so like they're new to it and they're like oh yeah we'll call it negative latency because we're google and we know the 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 smart terms but they don't realize that they're speaking to an audience that also like that is also familiar with these terms and so when we hear somebody say negative latency we're like what is that <laughs> negative latency you're telling me you're going to predict my button presses that doesn't sound like it's going to be good for me um but i, I think like it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's one of those things that like it <sighs> i i I understand why people would respond and be like what in the world is this like what like why would you make this but i think when it like when it comes down to it what they're doing is probably just like more simple than they're actually putting it. it is is probably just them being like oh yeah we're trying to reduce latency by pretty much what alex explained right like um uh doing the whole like predictive thing in like correcting the incorrect Input and then like going from there, and it's something that on our side we probably won't ever notice, right? Like yeah Rise like what's the multi-million millisecond I don't even know the word. multi like, milli- million seconds. Multi-million multi- <laughs> second. Um, <laughs> millisecond th- millisecond. I don't know, man. Milliseconds are pretty small. Nanosecond? Yeah, hey, nanosecond. I'm, is it nano? Um, okay. But yeah, it nanosecond. reminds me of, like when you see like when you're playing an online game, right? And like you know, if you don't have the greatest of internet, I feel so dumb and right now. And you're like <laughs> 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 a, million se- a millionth of a second. Uh,
0: there's nano second and then pico second. Oh. After nano. So yeah, mic- uh, milli, micro, nano, and pico in that order.
2: Y'all ever be playing a game <laughs> like online and like you do something, but like, like you'll press right, but your character keeps running forward because you're all yeah, your connection. Yeah. This seems like it's that.
0: Yeah. That's what it's I'm like, worried su- about. Like, it's like, <laughs> I swear I did this. And yeah, it's like the game is like, nope. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, that's that's what I'm worried about is like just because you have an algorithm that says 90 percent of the time in this situation, somebody presses this button that 10 percent of the time means I get a crappy experience because Mm -hmm. inevitably I'm the one I'm the dumb guy that presses the wrong button. And if I press the wrong button, I should be penalized for it, not like proceed to the next level. You know,
2: my assumption slash prediction is that the stuff won't actually get carried out. It will just be faster if you press it. But if you don't press it, that stuff stays invisible and it doesn't actually like carry through, but it just allows for less latency for when you actually like press the button because it's predicting that you're going to press the button. Now, does that mean if you press circle instead, it's going to be slower? Like, who oh, knows? GGPO is made by the co-founders
0: of Evo, I think. Oh, really? Interesting. Interesting. Anyway, yeah,
2: that's kind of where I'm at with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It just, I don't think this is anything really to worry about. I think, I don't know. I, you might, it might affect like, you might notice it like one out of 200 games. Like I, I'm definitely with you where like, there's been times where I've played a game and it seems like this isn't even that widespread of a piece of tech, but mm. so I don't know Like even, if, if this is. Um,
2: even in online games, right. Where you see yourself, like when you, when you turn right, but your car keeps going forward, right. Usually it'll self correct itself. So that like two seconds, right. Or even like one second, like you're like, oh yeah, it jumps back to where I actually went, which is annoying. But I think that is the nature of like the internet and streaming and online gaming. And so, and I, I mean, I think like, it's definitely a thing to think about as far as like the, the validity of of Google Stadia and how that's actually going to play out. Like, is that a thing you're going to experience? That's the thing I've, that's the thing I think we're all kind of expecting and afraid of and kind of like anticipating like, is this actually going to work or is it going to be a thing where I'm like, cool, I press shoot and it didn't shoot. Okay, cool. No, now it's caught up because my, my, um, my game did the thing where it froze up, but did the, the, did the dance where it caught up to itself. And so it did all the stuff in like 0.5 seconds, right? Like, yeah, we'll see. Also, um,
0: speaking of stadia, this isn't a news story. I just wanted to mention it. Uh, cause it is a news item for sure. um, Mikey Barra from Xbox left Xbox this week. Yeah, he did. And did he go to Stadia? It's, it's not been announced yet. But oh, okay. I know there's a lot of a lot of the the Twitters are are people are speculating that like, oh, what if what if Sean Layden goes to Stadia? What if Mikey Barra goes to Stadia? I don't think that's going to happen, but what if you know? I mean, you imagine the announcement. I feel like you, Mikey Barra quitting and and Sean Layden quitting before their respective consoles launch you either got to get out of games or you're going to stadia i feel like
2: i for sean Layden. i think it's more sean Layden it seemed
0: more like political like
2: yes uh, like that's my 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 read on it is that like there is leadership stuff over at sony that like isn't like that uh, maybe he doesn't feel like he should stay for like at 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 that company like it seems like there's stuff going on at sony because like it seems like lately uh (laughs) there's been a lot of mixed messaging going on over there um been a lot of like decisions being made over there that seem interesting especially for this time the console launch um and you've seen people like leaving right like john drake left recently like um i forget if i forget if there was another name that left too recently after andrew house but i would expect that for sean it's that for mike who knows you know, know it could be it could be stadia but what, what would that announcement look like, right? If, like, we woke up tomorrow morning, looked at Twitter, and it's just a picture of Sean Layden and Mikey Barrow holding hands in front of a Google <laughs> logo? Uh, <laughs> like, man. that'd be wild. Yeah, it would. Negative Lady <laughs> Reggie Fime in the middle, like, or <laughs> Fisime.
1: So I, uh, I am interested. Um, where You know, we've talked about Stadia multiple times on the show. Uh, have, have, what's your perspective on Stadia? Like, are you guys... Um have you guys become excited about it? because I think I think at least uh, in the process of things, I've been the most excited about stadia like
2: mm. I would I'm,
1: be
0: if I did if I didn't have a data cap.
2: Yeah, and that's my thing. I'm excited about the prospect of it and like i'm I'm excited for it except for the one caveat of a data cap
1: right
0: If I can, once it comes to mobile, that might change because right now it's like household streaming. I have unlimited mobile data. And if I could stream it to my phone, which I know is the plan eventually to uh, Google Chrome, I would try it then. But as far as like this pro edition or founders, whatever it's called, the $150 uh, pre order, uh, I will not be getting because that is like in home streaming. Uh, and I can't do that with, with my data cap. So I'm kind of, my hands are tied on that. We did play it at PAX. Uh, not, I'm like, I'll leave, like, the obviously they're like trying to run it on the best of, of the best. When they're showing it at these conventions and stuff and sure. even then uh there was like some artifacts and stuff but speaking about the controller I really liked playing with the controller the Google Stadia controller like that felt really quality to me nice. um and like you and I Brandon we we were in that program like the right. the project, alpha or project or stream yeah and I and I streamed that in my house which was like the Google Stadia tech um before it was called that and it worked for me like I played a, a Assassin's Creed on like a little laptop that could otherwise not run it and it worked um but i just don't have the bandwidth like as far as internet goes to to purchase it you know what I mean? it.
2: yeah and i think it's the thing that'll probably get solved down the line because like when you have like more stuff like you know games that have 175 gigabyte downloads and these like, massive
0: corporations are going to start knocking on the door of the government and being yeah or, like
2: or whomever and and saying
0: hey we need to we need to uh, break down these barriers Yeah, uh, I think, because we're I th- losing money.
2: I think it'll definitely be a thing where like companies that have a lot to gain from like the um, getting rid of a data cap, right. Or like, you know, like better internet, like the companies that have stuff to gain from that are going to try to re- try and weaponize like the general, <laughs> the general public or their, like oh, yeah. their, um, their audience or buyers or whatever. And I'll be to, there with like,
0: my pitchfork. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I'll be outside of
2: Comcast and <laughs> be like, yo, give me 2000 or whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, well, uh, I, as far as that question goes, Brandon, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what, I, I hope it works for other people. I just, I just
2: can't, uh, I'm still on the fence. I th- actually, I don't know if they're still selling the founders pack. I almost got a are. founders pack. I, I kind of want to get a founders pack. Cause like, if it, like, even if I feel I obligated to, <laughs> even if I don't like it, I get a Chromecast.
1: Yeah. The so Ultra. like, so it's, it's the, yeah. the nicer of the Chromecast.
0: How much is that on its own? Now you're uh, making me look into it. I think it's eighty.
1: <laughs> I think it's eighty.
2: Oh. Mm, you're gonna make me slip up. I know, right? <laughs> huh. Cause if yeah, the founders pack like is a pretty good deal, it seems like. Because you also and get death. It's, des- it's you $130, get destiny.
0: not $150, my apologies. It's $130, and it then is, you you get the Get okay. The, with that, Ooh. you get
2: the Chromecast. You get the controller. You get um your a vanity name like a, or like a first first come first serve Ooh. on a name. Oh, um. So if
0: I if I really want to try to justify this purchase, you get Destiny I'm first getting, light. It's a no,
2: Chromecast light. Ultra.
0: So I think you get Shadow Keep. Oh wow! Well. So the Chromecast. Let's say I'm paying 80 for that. So I got 50 deficit. Then I throw in a controller. That kind of makes up for that. And I can
2: use that controller to play Steam games
0: man maybe i should get dude Google and State. you get shadow keep
2: <laughs> and you can and you can get alex van Aken, mm. or just van Aken, or just maybe mm. even alex you know who knows yeah <laughs> probably not alex but oh alex v. My,
0: yeah i don't know huh you the, that the way you spun that brandon no wonder you're in marketing my day because like, oh. brandon works for brandon's
2: joint stadia yeah
0: right <laughs> yeah i'm i'm leaving my current job on well it's i would, I would Spencer, do that Mike in Kimara, a freaking heartbeat
2: reggie fismay and brandon wilson standing together <laughs> holding hands my, holding my hands. body's ready <laughs> the new stadia team
0: negative latency uh i love it sean latency uh, sean latency there you go yeah uh let's get into the topic of the show uh this week we are going to talk about the blizzard controversy which is uh, sparked up after banning, if they, after they banned a player for speaking out against, um, <clears throat> policy in China. Yeah. Um, so, uh, there's, specifically you can get into a bless. Go, go. Yeah. There's
2: it. a, there's a lot going on here as far as there's like, a lot. R- what is going on? And so I want to read like verbatim. I'm going to try and read as fast as possible. This New York times article, and then we can pro- we can pick apart. You can interrupt me if we, if I read, if I say anything interesting, yeah, but yeah, no. this comes from New York times written by Daniel Victor. <clears throat> uh, it reads, Activision Blizzard became the latest American company to find itself caught between its business interests in China and the values of its core customers after it suspended an esports player who voiced support for the Hong Kong protests during a live broadcast. The, de- the decision to suspend Chung Wei. A professional Hearthstone player in Hong Kong for a year while forcing him to forfeit a reported $10,000 in prize money prompted a backlash in the United States similar to the public relations debacle in the NBA has faced this week. Gamers posted angrily on social media and in forums while politicians saw it as another troubling sign of China's chilling clampdown on speech worldwide. Quote, recognize what's happening here. People who don't live in China must either self-censor or face dismissal and suspensions. End quote. Senator Marco Rubio, Republican of, F- of Florida, wrote on Twitter. Quote, China using access to uh, to market as leverage to crush free speech globally. End quote. Senator Ron Wyden of Oregon, a, Demo- a Democrat, concurred, saying on Twitter that Activision Blizzard showed, quote, it is willing to humili- humiliate itself to please the Chinese Communist Party. So- one quote. second,
0: yep. I've just realized they have very much uh, buried the lead on this. I just want to let people in the know for mm. con, so they can essentially a hearthstone player said, uh, liberate Hong Kong revolution of our times. Yes. Um, speaking about the, uh, Chinese communist or oh, yeah, Chinese, they really did uh, socialist lead. part. What is it? Ch- Chinese, uh, communist party or is that, uh, is that the right one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah communist know, party of China. Yeah. Uh, essentially speaking out, uh, against what's going on over in China right now, yeah. Uh, so they they've kind of buried that lead in this article. So continue yeah. now that people have context.
2: Um, hope, I'm hoping they cover like more of the actual details. When I think they do, they get into it. Um, quote. Uh, this is coming from senator ron wyden he says quote no american company should censor calls for freedom to make a quick buck end quote he said activision blizzard which has created some of the most popular games in esports including overwatch and starcraft said mr chung had run afoul of a rule barring players from any act that quote brings you into public disrepute offends a portion of portion or group of the public or otherwise damages end quote the company's image Uh, In a post-match interview with the Taiwan stream of Hearthstone, Mr. Chung, who is known as Blitz Chung, appeared with ballistic goggles and a gas mask, protective gear often worn by protesters during demonstrations in Hong Kong. Mr. Chung shouted in Mandarin, liberate Hong Kong, revolution of our times, a popular slogan of the protesters. Mm mister Chung did not respond to an interview request on Wednesday, but in a chat with fans on Tuesday on Twitch, a live streaming service, he expressed no regret, quote, today what I have lost in Hearthstone is four years of time, end quote. He said re- referring to the years he spent playing the game. Quote, but if Hong Kong loses, it would be a matter it would be the matter of a lifetime, end quote. In the second quarter of 2019, Activision Blizzard earned 173 million from the uh, from the Asia Pacific reason, region, about 12% of its 1.4 billion worldwide total revenues. Blizzard did not respond to a request for comment on Wednesday. Several companies have recently apologized uh, after offending Chinese sensitivities or have uh, preemptively self-censored to ensure that they do not lose um, access to the lucrative Chinese market. And then they go into... um, Essentially, they want to stay in the good graces of the Chinese
0: government. Yeah. Who has the power to disbar them from... Uh, conducting business in that territory,
2: yeah. Um, and the article goes on to like cite uh, the NBA stuff that went down. It's mm-hmm. a very similar similar situation where GM spoke against the Chinese um, government. Uh, but then it continues. It was not yet clear what commercial impact the backlash to Blizzard would have, but many of the m- many of its users reacted strongly. Threads on Reddit forums dedicated to Blizzard games lit up with criticism, while calls to boycott the company or cancel subscriptions spread through Twitter. One person to cancel his World of Warcraft subscription was Mark Kern, who led the team that created the game. Wow. Um, yeah, dude. I didn't see this. Yeah, and they—they. They I know who Mark is too.
0: Wow, that's
2: yeah his tweet says just says it's done hashtag boycott blizzard and then like it's him uh canceling his his subscription it's a screenshot yeah and the in the in the text where it says please tell us why you're canceling your your subscription it says i made this game with the team i am opposed to blizzard's fear of china and the silencing of bliss chung i am calling on blizzard to stand up for what is right um which is pretty powerful Like I'm always getting teary eyed (laughs) reading that. Um, In an interview, Mr. Kern said China was a major source of revenue for the gaming industry. And he knew he was quote closing many doors end quote career wise by speaking out on Twitter. Um, And it goes on to talk about more of uh, Mr. Kern. Uh, I am trying to like find stuff that's more pertinent, but that's actually pretty much the whole article. And so like, there's more details. I was hoping this article would touch on more details about like the actual like series of events because yeah, like, Blizz chong essentially comes out in um uh to support like the protests going on in hong kong and speak out against the Ch- uh, chinese government and the government or in the chinese communist party right um uh blizzard essentially bans him for a year remo- uh, takes away his winnings, whatever and pretty much like essentially like takes away the idea of this guy ever having an, uh, a hearthstone career ever again um because like when you're out for, like being out for for the year and like even i don't even know if you'd want to come back after like whatever that year is up um, but yeah, like they sh- they they shut him down. Um, after that, there there were I know there were protests and a walkout at Blizzard with their yeah. employees. It was like right? a, a
0: few dozen employees, from what I remember,
2: yeah, walked out at the Irvine campus, I believe. Yeah, um, and what this essentially boils down to is the idea that like Blizzard, as a company, essentially like bent the knee uh, to China um, by banning this guy in order to. Uh, um, protect the relationship with China um, and make sure that they, they're able to like still satisfy that market, I guess would be the <laughs> way to say it. Trying to protect
1: that 12% revenue.
2: Yeah. Which I mean, like it's a lot of revenue, but at the same time, like, I don't know, man, like I want to say, I want to say they're in a, in between a rock and in a hard place, but I feel like they kind of got themselves here. Yeah, um, it's because like, okay, like, we we don't appease China, we lose
0: twelve percent of our revenue. Yeah, that leads to a number of consequences. Uh, but also, you kind of you of can't can't do this. Like, yeah, you got to be willing to stand for what's right and and especially when it's like when it's like negatively affecting your player and like their mm-hmm. livelihood. Like, you are literally choosing, uh, you know, some uh, some like crappy government over like somebody who has like brought so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, goodwill to your brand, and like somebody who is like a fan of yours. I don't know. It's like super crappy.
1: What I yeah. what I think is is interesting too is the way that the way that they word the rule that they say that he broke is very open ended. So it's left. It is. It's it's very subjective and left to interpretation. Uh, and I think that they can use it for you know for almost any purpose. And and in this instance, I don't like.
2: Yeah. Do you have, do you have the wording? Was it in the article?
1: Yeah, you read it. Um,
2: uh, I don't have it right in front of me. I remember, I remember hearing the wording. Dang, yeah, I closed. Uh, which I closed wording the article. I apologize. Which wording? The wording of the rule that blizzard said that Blitzchung broke. Oh, uh, <laughs> because I remember, I remember like seeing the, or hearing the quote or hearing the rule and like being like, okay, well that rule sounds like it's meant for like, if somebody is like, f black people right on stream or something like that. It sounds like it pertains to something like that. For them uh, to use it for somebody oh, exercising free speech. Um, mm-hmm. I found it.
0: Uh it's a screenshot from Blizzard. Uh, yeah. upon further review, uh we have found the action has violated the 2019 yes. Hearthstone Grandmasters official competition rules section 6.1 o and its individual behavior which does not represent Blizzard or Hearthstone Esports uh found below. Uh, and then it goes on to explain the rule. Engaging in any act that, in Blizzard's sole discretion, brings you into public disrepute, offends a portion or group of the public, or otherwise damages Blizzard's image mm-hmm. will re- will result in removal from Grandmasters and reduction of the player's prize total to $0, in addition to other remedies which may be provided from under the handbook and Blizzard's website terms. Uh, and then sounds- they go on to continue in this thing. Grandmasters is the highest tier of Hearthstone esports, and we take tournament real violations. Very seriously. After an investigation, we are taking the necessary actions to prevent similar incidents from happening in the future. Effective immediately, and then they go on to say that Blitzchung is removed from Grandmasters and will receive no prize money for season two. Yeah, uh, and then talking about the year ban. So they're
2: essentially making a an example out of Chung. Yeah, screw that. Like the like the wording of that rule sounds like it pertains. Well, like rana said, right? It's open ended enough that you could pretty much apply it to anything, right? It's seemingly from how they're applying it here, right? It sounds like it should apply to stuff like hate speech or threats or like stuff that totally. actually is like destructive. And
1: that's like, what it should be used for.
2: Yeah, that's what totally it should be big. used for, right? Yeah. This guy being, this guy being like, I want my country liberated, right? I want to have free speech. I want to like, I, I, I. I, I don't like, want to live under authoritarian rule. Yes, like, <laughs> like that doesn't that, that like that shouldn't get you banned and is and and, and and let go, right? And so I have like no sympathy in in, in this case for, uh, uh, Blizzard and kind of and all the backlash they're uh, they're receiving currently. Like it, it's ridiculous. I'm I don't know who like. I I'm, I wonder if this is the decision of one person or, like, a couple people or, like, a team that was like, oh, yeah, we got to, like, shut this guy down. We got to, like, I wonder how that gets passed down to, like, get to the point where they make this decision. Because this is a wild decision.
0: Yeah, it really is.
2: It's uh, ridiculous. I
0: I have a feeling I know a lot of people personally who are, like, boycotting, like, Uh, Half of my like my award of Warcraft crew that I'm playing with right now. Mm -hmm. uh, Granted, that's like four people. Uh, (laughs) people. (laughs) They all they all like canceled their subscriptions and like, all right, let's get to level sixty because I now because I have I'm not going to be renewing my subscription. Um, Mm A lot of people I know are like are boycotting. I know people I saw people on Twitter calling and canceling their um, their uh, pre-orders for Overwatch on Switch. Like uh, I think a lot of people are. Uh, boycotting Blizzard. I think people are taking this really seriously, and yeah. hopefully, uh, Blizzard feels it and they respond and they they fix it. And they, um,
2: I wonder, like, what is the fix? Because I feel like bringing him, bringing Bliss Chan, like they should, like you know, bring apologize,
0: him back. bring him back, double the prize pool, like pay for like damages and like emotional trauma they caused this this kid. Yeah, but like, I wonder, they, I, they, they I, can't I wonder, not,
2: oh, never mind. Like, they I have wonder to if right. that then becomes the thing where the, that then damages the relationship with China cuz i feel like if they just left blitzchung alone it will, probably would have been fine china wouldn't have cared i'm sure I, i'm sure china well i'm sure china would have cared but I sh- i'm sure china would wouldn't have taken it out on blizzard yeah. but i'm i'm sure if blizzard brings blitzchung back that might then lead lead to china being like hey man <laughs> like what the, what in the world and then that might like actually like uh shut down blizzard's presence in china Yeah. So it seems like one of the things where like they just moonwalked into like the worst like between a rock and a hard place where they're just not now like all right well (laughs) oops (laughs) it's like because yeah people are boycotting people are angry right and Blizzard is probably just like all right like is this do we have to sacrifice what I forget the percentage twelve percent of the revenue yeah 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 twelve percent do we have to sacrifice twelve percent to make sure that we can keep the other eighty eight percent. Or, like, you know, is the backlash and the controversy and all this stuff going to be low enough that we can um, uh, stand by uh, or stand our ground and, you know, let this all pass over? I hope that's not the case. Like, I I really do hope they bring back Bliss Chung. I hope, like, justice is served. Um, I don't know how much I hope I have that they would do that. And I don't even know if he would want to come back. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I feel like for me, if I was him, I'd be like, "No, man, I'm not playing Hearthstone anymore. I'm playing Yu Gi Oh now. Like, I'd be moving on to like some other, some other thing. Right? I'm sure he, I'm sure he can like maybe even like become a t- successful Twitch streamer or like, I don't know, do something along. It Sounds
0: like he already had a Twitch chat.
2: Yeah, it does sound like that. Um,
0: yeah. so hopefully, <laughs> yeah. at the very least like he's getting. I'm like, uh, I imagine like hopefully going this, to him, you know, yeah, that's
2: the thing is like I hope this news would then bring him like a higher Twitch following. Um, but you know, all, yeah. yeah, I know, uh, I was, I was
0: reading, I mentioned this to you guys. Uh, there was like a really popular, um, really popular Hearthstone, uh, shoutcaster, like very, like he's, I think is a streamer too and all that, like very big following around Hearthstone. His name is Brian Kibler and he had like put up a whole, a whole post about it. Um, and I remember the, the piece that, that I saw that I wanted to read off. Um, he said, Uh, anyone who pays attention to my social media feed knows that I am not someone who shies away from politics. I'm frequently quite vocal about my views, uh, about what's going on in the United States. I've kept a deck titled election, uh, whatever. Uh, but when I'm on on the desk of an official hearthstone broadcast, I leave those views at home. Maybe I'll make a subtle snide remark on occasion, but I know that I'm representing blizzard. In addition to myself, if I were to close a show with speech about how I feel like Trump should be impeached, I wouldn't expect to be invited back for future events. All that having been said, there are additional factors at play here. The punishment meted out to Blitzchung is incredibly harsh. I could understand a fine or even a short suspension from competitive play, but removal from Grand Masters clawing back the prizes he already earned and banning him for a full year seems completely overboard to an extent that feels completely unwarranted and unfair. I won't pretend to understand either the, inter- the intricacies of the geopolitical situation in China and Hong Kong or the full extent of Blizzard's business interests there, but to me, this f- penalty feels like it is deeply rooted in both mm-hmm. the heavy-handedness of it. Feels like someone insisted that Blizzard make an example of Blitzchung, not only to discourage others from similar acts in the future, but also to appease those upset by the outburst itself. That kind of appeasement is not simply is simply not something I can, in good conscience, be associated with. When I learned about the ruling, I reached out to Blizzard and informed them that I will no longer feel comfortable casting the Grandmasters finals at BlizzCon. Uh, I will not be a smiling face on camera that ta- uh, tacitly endorses this decision. Unless something changes, I will no- have no involvement in Grandmasters moving forward. Um, however, I want to make clear that not everyone involved in GM has this luxury. Do not take your anger out on the other casters or streamer. Uh, essentially, going on to say stuff like that. Yeah. But, but yeah.
2: Shout out to that. And also, like uh, there were... I and I can't find the article that, like that goes into this but I believe there were two ca- two casters um that got fired as a result of this uh because they were like interviewing Blitz Chung at the time where he was like um I think he was wearing the mask and like doing a lot of stuff and like um in the event like casters that were inter- interviewing him got let go because of um because of that and so like they're yes. treating it very harshly and it's very like it's and I wish like I don't know I'm 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 with uh, the quote you just read. Um, so they um, got let the go
1: because they didn't stop him or what? What like
2: they, they gave just, him the opportunity? They, I'm guessing? Yeah, they. I think they just they got let go just by the association of being there because I don't think like I, I think it was just one of those things where it was like the wrong place at at the wrong they time. They interviewed
0: a guy. It, they saw him, you know, in this in this garb, and they still decided mm-hmm. to interview him. I don't know.
2: But like in, but it was one of the things mm-hmm. where like it was their job to interview him. Like he's right, the player, right? right? Yeah, yeah. So it's, one those, it's 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 like if um, I don't know, man. Like if if uh, at WW this is gonna be a really specific reference, but it's the only thing that's coming to mind. But like if you're watching like WWE Raw, right? And it's Jerry Lawler, Lawler Jerry the King Lawler, and Jr. on commentary, and the Big Show comes out, and he in the Big Show like has like make America or, or maybe like even like um f donald trump on his chest right and the big show gets in trouble by the wwe and then they also let go <laughs> jr and jerry the king lawler like that seems like what it is like uh, what it is where it's like wow like they don't they're not really involved in the actual statement that this man is making but they're like they're just on the same screen and the same videotape because it's, it's their job um but i to say oh i was gonna say i wish I knew the intricacies of what was going on. Kind of like the guy, the guy from the quote you're reading, the player. Um, because like, I, I mean like him, right. I, I'm not well-versed in Hong Kong, like the protests going on there. I don't know all the different facets of the Chinese government, but even like on the top down level, like looking at what is happening here, right. You have Blitz Chung here who is speaking, speaking out and, and speaking for his freedom, right. He is out here yeah. expressing, uh, uh, expressing dissatisfaction, with his government, which one you have the right to do. Right. But he also uh, expressing dissatisfaction for this communist government that, uh, you know, doesn't allow for free speech. That is like authoritarian, right. That, that, that is looking down on other people and restricting them from, uh, from free speech, which is a basic human right. Right. And this is me broadly looking down and seeing this. Right. And so for Blizzard to, to respond by bending their knee, to this country right of China and this is the same thing that happened with the NBA right like we are seeing like a scary precedent as far as how corporations tied to China or corporations in general right like big corporations in general are reacting yeah to a country that doesn't allow for basic human rights um, and so the fact that like you know we're seeing it in video games right now with Blizzard like that that can turn into a trend and that can be scary. And so like for blizzard to be the ones that kind of kick that off in a major way like this, uh, sets a bad precedent. And yeah, once again, like they should be ashamed for this decision. I agree. Totally agree. Brandon, any, any closing comments? No,
1: I, you know, I, I totally agree with uh blessing sentiment that, you know, if we allow corporations in general to kind of dictate, how political stances are allowed to be um, exerted, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. then that just opens up a whole can of worms that I don't think any of us are prepared for.
2: <laughs> yeah, especially those that are like basic human rights. Like yeah. opposing yeah. that is pretty abhorrent, Yeah, I believe is the word. That great choice of words. Yeah. Uh, See, I can I can word. open up a dictionary every now and then. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh let's get into uh the listener question, shake out of the listener question segment of the show. (laughs) um, Which, of course, we're nearing the end of the show. If you want to be a part of the show at the end, hit us up on Twitter at OKBeastNow, or email us hello at OKBeast.com and uh, you you can be included in this segment. Hello. Um, We actually have, last week, we started the Spoopy Video Game Trivia Bowl 2019. Oh, I forgot about this. Ryan Othman, And Ryan emailed us uh, with the week two details. Ryan says, "Uh, Welcome, to week two of the first spoopy video game trivia discount tire brittany murphy tribute bowl presented by october a month-long competition that takes place in october to celebrate all hollows eve last week our contestants boldly attempted to dodge the spoopy answers and catch them all with some pokemon themed trivia if you at home would like to l- like to play along pause this podcast and listen back to last week's episode of the okb's podcast spoopy trivia starts at the uh 82 minute mark uh give a second for people to pause and go back and play last week's episode (laughs) (laughs) man Uh, i love ryan so much (laughs) yeah it's great um last week's answers are uh c shadow claw is real uh shadow fang is a lie uh one point for alex yo i got a point i was not expecting that uh question two uh was b the mispronounced name that sounded like a slur is the slowest by a hair one point to blessing
2: yeah i knew it
0: <laughs> uh number three b uh pokemon tower has seven floors 13 was spoopy bait i knew that uh one point to brandon i think uh hey. i maybe not even guess nine did you guess nine floors uh blessing i don't remember. i guess i yeah, i guess i did guess i nine. can't
1: believe that i got a point on a pokemon
0: trivia game <laughs> there you go uh number uh answer to number four from last week was d dustclops is a mummy but under those bandages is pure spoopy horror no points to anybody uh and then question five uh the answer was the light in the story came from the fridge no points here oh i said the, I said wow. the fireplace yeah because
2: wasn't that the one said that, like ian, that Pokemon.
0: Ian, ian was super confident about it yeah and i was like oh I, I should say that but i won't none of us got points there wow uh, let so me tell you there is a
1: I am tied what? for first place
0: nope because there was a bonus question oh, uh, where were we, we were get we had to guess uh whatever hadn't been fused with dragon before or something uh Ian yeah. said rock and got it correct so he got two points that means our week one point totals are as follows Alex has one point Ian has two points. Blessing has one point and Brandon has one point. So mm. Ian is here this week, which is fitting because now he has a chance to to be, uh, he won't be so behind next week. Uh, now Ryan goes on to say, on, wait, you said on,
2: Ian won't be behind next week.
0: Or he, yeah, when we because he's not here today, so we can Oh can't play. yeah, yeah. Gotcha. But he he has he's already had, so whatever. I feel less bad. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh Ryan says, now onto this week's trivia. The theme for week two is zombies. Oh, let's go. Oh hey. man, y'all don't want the smoke. Question number one. The original Resident Evil featured many enemies, including zombies. Which of these is not a Resident Evil enemy? Mm. A. A crow. B a wasp. C a rat, D spider. which of these is not a Resident Evil enemy? I'm gonna go with a crow. Um huh. I've never played the original Resident Evil. I feel like w- wasps seems like a not a spoopy thing, but Resident Evil is a very weird sp- uh, game, a series. That also incorporates bugs in the series, I know. So I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say a crow as well.
1: I'm gonna Brandon, go... What is your pick? D spider.
2: It's a bold that choice. Is obvious, that is the like the one that you wouldn't expect. Really? I feel like, uh, I, feel like you I, would, I feel like you would think for sure you would see spider like a spider boss or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say a crow.
0: Um number two. Question number two. In the original Dead Space, you fight off a type of zombie called a necromorph. They are mutated corpses and they are gross. To slay these foul creatures, Isaac receives many weapons. Which of these is the first weapon he uses to dispatch the nasty necromorphs? Um, A, the handheld ore cutter line gun. B, the super collider contact beam. C, the motorized pulse rifle. D, the plasma cutter. Wait, can you... Read the last part of that question again, which is the first. Which is or? the first weapon he uses to dispatch the mm, nasty necromorphs? Okay. The handheld ore cutter, the super collider contact beam, the motorized pulse rifle, or the plasma cutter? Say the say the
1: first one again.
0: Handheld ore cutter
2: line gun. I'm going. I'm going D. That was the plasma cutter, right?
0: I, I'm going D
1: as well.
2: I played.
0: I played the first dead space for a few hours and I don't remember. I don't think I got far enough to fight off a necromorph. Uh, and I feel like if it was the super collider contact beam, that'd be like a, have you guys played dead space or no? Yes. No. I mean, I played it on mobile.
1: I played I'm it a wondering, long time ago. I feel
0: like the super collider contact beam would be like a story moment, probably like where like you kill one of them with like some in some cutscene with this thing and then later on you have to leave the leave the lab and you're like out on your own and have to use the cutter. Uh, I, I, I think space. that's entirely imagining.
1: possible, but I, I wonder if that's the first thing. You know what I mean? Well, no,
0: and I'm wondering if Ryan... Th- I, I don't know. I'm getting way too in my head for this question. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say the super collider contact beam. Although I feel like it's probably the plasma cutter. I'm going to say B, just to be contrarian. Uh, and then blessing and Brandon said D Ryan uh, question number three who runs the shop in the first plants versus zombies game for iOS and Android crazy Dave uh, a is crazy Dave B evil Dave C wacky Dave or D silly Dave oh man I'm gonna go with a crazy Dave what well, was B evil Dave oh well, C wacky Dave
1: I think I'm going to go A also, Crazy Dave.
2: Mm. Mm. We'll, we'll see again. <laughs> wacky Dave.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who's D? Silly Dave. Mm. I'm going to go C, Wacky Dave.
0: I think it's Crazy. I know he's called Crazy Dave in, plans, in both of the Garden Warfare games. Dang I'm it. Sure. So I'm hoping that doesn't change in the first Plants vs. Zombies game. Um, Question four. As fans of Game Informer may know, the game Overblood is a terrible survival horror game that plays more like a puzzle game that forgot to show you how to play. This results in a healthy amount of deaths for things that don't make sense. What is the first possible way to die in Overblood? A. Being crushed by a statue. B. Zombie clone attack. C. Freezing to
2: death. Or D. Falling into a bottomless abyss. I'm going B zombie clone attack. Cause that sounds like a thing that you can't make up. <laughs> I'm going C freezing to death. Cause I could, I can imagine if they don't explain to you
0: that you can freeze in this place. I don't, i never played the game and if the animation was bad and I didn't show you that maybe, maybe that could be the answer. I'm going to, I'm going to go
1: D fall to your death in a, in, in a bottomless abyss. abyss.
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, question five zombie trivia is not complete without a question about the last of us. Don't worry. No spoopy spoilers. Uh, in fall, our pair happen upon the university of Eastern Colorado. What is their mascot? Oh, I know this cause I live in Colorado. Dang it. Oh, I think I know this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, maybe I don't know this. I think I'm thinking of another college.
1: Is, is it a multiple choice? Yeah, you're going to read the book. I'm sorry, I I got lost in my thought.
0: (laughs) Uh, A, eagles. B, the bighorns. C, the bearcats. Or D, panthers. I'm going to go B, the bighorns.
1: I'm going to go Brandon. C, the bearcats.
0: So it's either uh, bighorns could be uh, a lot of Colorado's uh, uh, mascots are uh, buffalo-related. Uh, so like the Col- CU Colorado university is the CU buffs. So it could be big horns, but Eagles sounds so familiar. I think that's the Colorado hockey team though. I'm going to say Bighorns. B. Do you say
2: big horns or dick horns? Big horns. <laughs> oh, okay. I heard dick horns and I was like, wait a second. Was, was there an option? E? <laughs> am going big horns just based
0: on that. Uh, deduction. But mm. I think it's going to be A or B. I think I'm going to go with B, though, Big Horns. I'm going to hate myself if I get it wrong. Uh, bonus question. And what year did Zombies first appear in video games? Hint, Zombies Ate My Neighbors came out in 1993 and was not the first game to feature the undead. Oh, there's no multiple choice here. Mm. So in what year did Zombies first appear in
2: video games? I wonder if this is Price's Right rules. Probably not. Um, I don't think so. You decide. Yeah. Um, Ryan, uh I'm gonna say nineteen eighty six. I'm going to eighty
0: eight. When you said eighty-eight, Brandon, you said eighty or blessing you said eighty six.
2: Yeah, but I'm not confident.
0: When was the first video console made? Seventy eight? Or eighty-two or eighty something eighty. Um I'm gonna say
2: Actually what did I say? eighty-six? Yeah. Uh, when Are did Pong to- come out? That's what I'm trying
0: to figure out. Can we is it legal to search Pong release date? No. No? Okay. No searching. Okay. No searching. Um I'm gonna say first zombie game oh i feel like i should know this 93 was zombie at my neighbors that was definitely not the first one i'm gonna say uh 80 89 that's what so i guess i said 86
2: brandon said 88 i said 89 cool i think that's our answers i think I'm, i think i'm in a good place i think i got that
1: i think that's we're all wrong I think it's I, early. I 80s. think I just I think it's I think and it's, I'm kind it's earlier. Of surprised.
0: Yeah,
2: Actually, I'm
1: gonna
0: think, change my gonna, answer. I was gonna say like 84, but I no, don't. you
2: can't change your I answer was all, now. I was. I was also gonna it. say okay, like we're
0: locked in 84. We're locked in. Yeah, we're, we're locked well, in. Um, 86, 88, 89, and we're all right. Uh <laughs> Thank you, thank you for uh, week three. Actually,
2: uh, oh, too late, wait, too late. No, I want to change it. I want to change it. We can't. We're locked in. We agreed. you like done. For some reason both me and Alex had like eighty-four on our mind, I want to say eighty-four. We're we are we are both either well, we're both wrong. Just watch it be like seventy-two. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: You, you're both wrong. Like actually, Pong was a zombie game. <laughs> uh, let's get to the rest of the listener questions. Thank you for that email, Ryan. Uh Althman, aka October. Um, Alec asks, what are some of your quote games of shame? I.e. games that are popular, but you haven't played or finish them. Oh, mm. I have so many. Um, Portal 2 is a game. God, of shame. how could you? Um, oh, what is another one? I know there's a lot. I, I have a lot of movies of shame. Like a lot oh, of. Oh, yeah. Movies if I've we're talking seen. about movies, I could but, get into but it. But
2: games. Uh, I feel like I've played. Oh, Portal 2. Wind, Wind Waker for me. Yeah, Wind Waker, I haven't played either. Yeah. Wind Waker seems like it is a game tailored for me, but I just haven't played it.
0: Uh, Super Mario Sunshine, although I bought it and I'm going to play it soon. I've, I've had it
2: in my room for months now. Pretty another much another game of shit. Pretty much the whole GameCube library because I was a PS2 kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, what's a uh, Silent Hills. I never played Final Fantasy. Resident I never, Evil 4. I never finished uh, Final Fantasy 7. Brandon, what about you?
1: Mine's like a lot of PlayStation games because I, I took a a really long hi- hiatus from <laughs> Sony for a while. Uh not not necessarily intentionally, but I missed I missed like I haven't played any of the kill zone games. Um aren't killzone games are supposed to be legit, right? They're supposed to be pretty good.
0: The old ones, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Um like kill zone two and two for sure. For
1: PS3. I yeah, I mean, I'm still like we just mentioned, I'm I'm still playing through Uncharted. Um there's there's probably a lot of exclusive PlayStation games that I have missed out on entirely. Oh,
0: oh, uh Journey is one of mine. Never played Journey. Yeah, I, know I haven't played are like, that either. People like audibly gasp anytime
2: I say that. Man, I play wow. Journey and I I wish I had that fervor for it. I wish these people and their their
0: indie games, I tell you.
2: I need people to make a are, list
1: of it, it, Sony stuff that I've missed that I need to catch
2: up on. Can I make a hot take that's gonna get people mad at me? Yeah, I'm forward. making. It any, I'm gonna make it anyway. I, mean, um, I don't think
0: anything's gonna top the the Call of Duty stuff from the leaderboard episode. <laughs> no, I, this is worse. The Call of Duty <laughs> stuff is rational. The Call oh, of Duty okay. stuff I
2: can make an argument for. This is just something to make people mad just for no reason. Okay. I, the people that were blown away by Journey never played Eco. That's my hot take. Now watch Twitter as this episode. Watch that Twitter makes no sense, though. Watch Twitter two hours after this episode post and see see the storm that brews.
0: I can't even back you up there,
2: bud. <laughs> that makes no that, sense. Everything that's pre- everything that's special about Journey is President Eco. Aside aside from the online multiplayer stuff, but if we're if we're talking about an, an artistic slow experience, that is that isn't about combat well i guess there is combat and eco but that is actually i'm gonna i'm gonna leave it there because once i start explaining <laughs> it it's not gonna make sense and people unrattles. are gonna catch me if i leave right. it broad enough it's not a hot take unless it's left broad and you just don't explain it and people are like what does that even mean any more games of shame before we move on nah. uh, i, I feel like i was mine:
0: portal to journey uh and resident evil probably
2: Starcraft. But I, like my, th- my thing Ooh, is like, yeah, as far one. as like games that I feel like I've played all the games that I've needed to play and like everything, like every, every other like super popular, like, you know, iconic game that I haven't played are games that I look like or look at. And I'm like, it's probably not for me. Yeah.
1: Oh, life is strange. I play, yeah. Life is strange is another one that, um,
2: Ooh, that is a good one. Ooh. Uh, gone home. I've never played gone home. You know what? There's probably stuff out there that I just can't think of. Cuz yeah, when we get to indie games,
0: then it then it starts to
2: Yeah. Like um I never finished um Fez. Yeah.
0: Uh cool. Next question comes from Ghetto Nerd Society. They ask, "What are That's your such a great name. What are I what are <laughs> I your love sleeper it. hits of 2019 so far?" Kunena uh, Isles. Of- <laughs> and that was from 2018. A short <laughs> hike. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. No, I'm just kidding. I just, told, I I just said it shit. so I can steal it from Alex.
2: <laughs> I don't uh, play the game.
0: Sleeper hits. Uh, a short hike. Um, Playtale innocence. And there's one more. Oh, Void Bastards. Those are three sleeper hits, Yeah, those are sleeper hits. Like they got um, some love, but nowhere near what I think they uh, they should have gotten.
1: Wreckfest is incredibly fun. Um,
0: that's a good one. That's a good one. That that one was the one that also got like a nine out of ten or something, right? Yeah, at at IGN. Across the, I think a lot a lot of outlets gave it really really? high marks.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What if Wreckfest gets Game of the Year at at Game Awards, and we just didn't realize it? Um, My answer: Borderlands Three. No. Mm -hmm. Um, Katana Zero. Oh, Ape Out. Ape Out. Like people, people got to go back and play Ape Out. That game came out in like January, and we all just like forgot. acted like it like yeah we just all forgot about it but that game is incredible that game is like a work of art that and katana zero but katana zero at least got a little bit more lot, love than I felt. yeah i feel like that got some love yeah a short hike on out of my games
0: that is by far the most slept on game this year uh mostly because it's just on steam right now and mm-hmm. itch, but i feel like if that game comes to consoles y'all got to play it and if you have a pc play it it's freaking two hours long when is uh, what the golf coming
2: to switch I don't know. That's what I want to know. Hey, I, know I know.
1: I want to know what happened to Knights and Bikes. I feel like everybody was like super excited about it and then it launched and nobody said anything about it.
0: Yeah, Knights and Bikes has been slept on. And I played that at uh PAX a couple of years ago and very much enjoyed it. So I feel like that I'm curious to see what the final game was like. Um
1: Yeah, that was that was a game that I really wanted to play, and then I didn't all of a sudden when it launched, I didn't hear anybody talking about it. So either it really sucks, or everybody loved it so much that they forgot to mention it.
0: I don't don't know. Next question comes from Luke. Luke asks, uh, "Do you think the difference between Ukulele copying Banjo Kazooie and Donkey Kong Country, and the outrage at the new Cuphead clone, is that Playtonic had many ex-rare folks working there, or that their mission statement was a Banjo spiritual successor?" Speaking of rare, play see ifiezy cowards.
2: I think for Ukulele, it's more it feels more inspired by than like a directly, like I feel like for the, I forget what the cuphead clone is called. Enchanted uh, it's called P- enchanted uh, portals portals. I feel like that almost feels like it is like, like malicious. And I feel like that's,
0: like, I really don't though. Like, like, I feel like, I feel like some of the, I, I totally see it's ripping off cuphead. I, there's no denying hmm. that. I did feel like they put in like some cool work and like came up with like some unique, character designs and stuff and there are yeah. some mechanics if you go through their twitter page there are mechanics that are that they're
2: using that are not in cuphead uh, i feel like that it, trailer I, though was i feel like it's it was the equivalent like watching that trailer and like seeing and, and seeing the gameplay look exactly like cuphead and the bosses like all that stuff like styled exactly like cuphead it struck me as like if somebody made okay feast and started a patreon uh with a black dude and three white dudes and we're, and they were like oh yeah we talk about ga- we talk about culture and games i'd be like bro <laughs> we got to do something um like i almost felt like like that it reminded me of like a lot of mobile games you see that like try to like hop on the biggest trend sure. um there's this too there there is too much similarity and it seemed like y- i'm sh- I'm sure if you look in there like they they probably say somewhere they like oh yeah we are trying to um, do what Cuphead did right I'm sure they say like inspired by or like you know something of that ilk but I think for the for the ukulele thing like one it's been so long since Banjo Kazooie uh, and nobody's making Banjo Kazooie and so it like oh yeah for-
0: here if you go to their uh, their website or I'm on their Facebook page mm-hmm. it says Enchanted Portals is a cooperative 2D platform made by Zaizo game studios, a Spanish studio of two people were both mm-hmm. avid fans of cuphead and wanted to make a similar game, but always from a place of love, respect and admiration for the original.
2: Yeah. And they might've had too much love, respect and admiration. <laughs> <Someone> <laughs> looks one okay, for so one. for This,
0: this, them recognizing cuphead and saying that's their inspiration makes me wonder what the difference between this is and something like, um, Oh, what were those, um, uh, another Metroid, another Metroid Two remake. Mm-hmm. And then that Pokemon, that Pokemon game, that fan made Pokemon game. Like that, what's the that, difference between those, which the, are like beloved. Yeah. And this, if, The difference, if they, because I had a problem with that, they weren't referencing Cuphead. That was my main problem. Mm-hmm. But now that they are saying they're shouting out Cuphead, I'm like, well, mm-hmm. what's the difference between this the, and the, those?
2: The difference is that Cuphead came out only three years ago. So and it's just time. That's the it's time. The thing. It's time in like the like Pokemon is an established franchise and has been an established franchise for twenty years, right? And when you have people making Pokemon remakes, right? It's like one. It's a fan made thing. They're not starting kicks. Well, they might be starting kickstarters. I don't know. I assume for the for the Pokemon thing, and not and not another retro two remake. They aren't starting kickstarters and selling it as a product. Right, they're like they're probably giving it out for free, I imagine. Yeah. But yeah, also, but also like there's they, like
0: a lot of time that goes into making like all of these are original assets too.
2: Yeah, I but like you're still selling somebody else's idea, and like you're still like lifting that. Like if this wasn't a Kickstarter, if this was just just a thing of like, hey, like we got inspired by Cuphead and we're making this thing and we're just gonna put it on the internet, I think that'd be cool. I think that'd be dope. I'd be super into it. But the the fact that I saw that trailer accompanied with a Kickstarter link mm-hmm. made me go, oh, that's gross.
0: I, I, t- I totally see where you're coming from. For sure. Yeah.
2: When like, that's the thing with me and the ukulele thing is that like ukulele, cause that, it, that was a Kickstarter, but yeah, like the part of it is that these are ex rare folks. But I think, I think the bigger part of it is that nobody else is making Banjo Kazooie. And we all look back on Banjo Kazooie as this was, this is an established thing. It's like they're doing like thing. a
0: service for the community by making. Yeah. Because it's not being offered elsewhere.
2: Yeah. Okay, and then like you're making it after something that was iconic back in the day, and that doesn't exist anymore in the same way, right? Cuphead still is a thing that like has the, has the DLC for, DLC for Cuphead come out yet? Uh not yet, no. Yeah, like there's DLC coming from Cup uh, coming for Cuphead, right? Cuphead is still coming out on Switch, and well, it came out for Switch and on test in Tesla cars. Like Cuphead is still here. Like if this was like. 2030 or whatever right and there wasn't an, another cuphead right and somebody came out with this then i'd be like okay cool yeah like i would love to have cuphead back but the fact that cuphead is still a thing that is still relevant today i think makes this kickstarter like feel gross to me
0: hmm. i want to know how much oh wait it was the kickstarter trailer they have they don't have a kickstarter yet i was curious okay. like how much they've raised but they haven't launched it yet mm-hmm. so who knows if they will launch it now um brandon any thoughts on the the? did you see any of this are you are you privy to to what's going on here Enchanted uh, portals.
1: yeah so i i, <laughs> I was kind of wondering what it was initially when i first saw it and uh i didn't know any of the backstory or anything so i clicked into the trailer and started watching it. and i'm like this <laughs> and and you guys know that i was uh deep in the cuphead um Particularly how Cuphead was made, and Mm -hmm. if if the intention was to pay uh, pay homage to Cuphead, um, I think they're kind of doing it a disservice, and especially to Blessings Point, if they're trying to make money off of it at the same time, eh, not very cool. I don't know. I you know I I I think flattery is a is a very uh um val- a valid form of of um imitation is like a form of flattery right yeah that yeah <laughs> that's what i was trying to say um but at the same time you know if you're like <laughs> hey this is really cool i'm going to make something similar and you can slap me a couple dollars in the process uh and it's nowhere near of the same quality i would disagree with that I, I would not compare the two. Like they don't, they you don't can't
0: look at that. What for real?
1: It doesn't. Wait, you think uh, that
0: looks as good as cuphead? I mean, no, I'm not saying as good, but Yeah, it does not have, I, the it's same pretty fidelity. good looking. It's pretty good looking though. Like I, I was can't impre- knock that. I was I impressed. I, I think that some of well.
1: the ideas were pretty unique. I, I, I don't think the trailer does it much the, the character
0: uh, like the characters don't look great to me but like all of the bosses I was like holy cow
2: I was impressed with how much they made it look like Cuphead I will say that <laughs> but like I I like it Cuphead definitely like by far like you know looks looks like the better game yeah um, or at least like is nailing that visual aesthetic better and all that all the animations and stuff and this, the, the part that really drove it like over the ledge for me was going into the Twitter replies and somebody like somebody essentially like Took screenshots of like each of the bosses they showed in right. the trailer and compared them to a Cuphead boss that they were essentially copying. Like the, um, I forget which one that was. Like I, think I, it was, I like, saw Beethoven. the same tweet. Some of them yeah. were
0: very similar. Because others yeah. was like you're reaching a little here, but okay. Uh, I, I know. know I know what you're talking about. I'm trying. Yeah, because uh, they had like the Beethoven the character
2: ones. looks uh, or like behaves like King Dice. Um They they had like the similar. um I, I'm looking uh, at it right now. Uh, yeah, they had the the one that i was like
0: okay was the big walking robot uh mm-hmm. and then the the ship fight on the beach like on the water mm-hmm. uh i don't know yeah oh wait in that one okay <laughs> yeah
2: yeah like i saw I that think, and I, and I was the like king dice yeah. and the
0: beethoven one i'm like eh. but I, I in, in motion like they're like this they're they like be, they, they're okay. doing similar things okay but yeah i could see that I, yeah <laughs> But I I think, I think it takes some skill to draw like this, but I wish that they weren't, wouldn't, I wish that they would do something uh, more original with their talents for sure. But I think that you, I think you can look at this and see, man, this is at least as far as art goes, they got some talent. Maybe if they like made something original, it could.
2: Yeah. Or even like, you know, if they wanted to do like cuphead inspired stuff, right? Like do it as like, I don't know, like a video series on YouTube. Or like do something like do something different with it. Don't There's just, plenty of
0: stuff like that that uh, for like the Undertale community. Yeah, like, like the Undertale
2: community stuff. like runs crazy with like fan made stuff, right? But yeah. the idea of like oh yeah, I'm we're going to make a game that is just like Cuphead and then do a Kickstarter is not the not the way I would suggest doing it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, next question uh, comes from Alex. Alex asks, "Are you a snail or a walrus?" and why uh, is this you <laughs> are I'm you asking sna- this question no this is uh mr felker uh um. i am a snail I, i'm slow i like i i can stay in my shell and feel comfortable but also i can come out of my shell
2: sometimes why are these the two options is there correlation I, between snail and walrus? there is not That's there what, is not.
1: i was wondering if there was like a backstory that i'm missing or like a inside joke. No.
2: nope or Are you a snail? Something I or missed a on Discord
1: or something like
2: that. I don't know. Yeah, I typed in snail walrus on, on Google and like, I got nothing. I, I, uh, I I'm gonna
1: think s- undoubtedly I'm a walrus. Yeah. Um, mm. For
2: for so, so many obvious choppers. reasons. <laughs> 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 I'm going to say I'm a snail because <laughs> I, I can be sluggish sometimes. Or not sluggish, but s- slow with. Snailish, some things. Snailish, sometimes. God, uh, I. T- so if you type in um, snail walrus and then go to Google Images, you get some things that you can't take back. <laughs> oh. I'm seeing, there's just pictures of snails with big old walrus fangs. <laughs> Love
0: it. Uh, Maria writes in. Long time, hey. first time. Question to Alex's recent fresh to death peacoat look. Who gave you permission? Oh, this is from Twitter. I posted. A, I posted a photo of myself. Cause it snowed here today in Colorado. It was 26 degrees. I was wearing a peacoat in the photo and then out of the, out of the freaking left field, all these people are talking about my peacoat. <laughs> Did you buy it from Calvin Klein? Cause oh, I got to, I got to see this another photo of me where I wear a Calvin Klein. Hat. I'm like, y'all it's a hat. It's an item of clothing. It is a peacoat. Yes. I'm rocking it. Uh, I bought that peacoat in like 2012 and it still fits me. So I feel good in it. Uh, I don't know. But everybody, Brandon, oh, Brandon, okay, on it. this oh podcast, man,
2: <laughs> it's a jacket. Oh, it's mm. great,
0: though. Like, it's a jacket. That's amazing. I had, if it makes y'all feel better, I had a big puppy jacket on earlier in the day. I cleaned off both of our cars this morning and then it was soaking wet. And the only other winter jacket I have is the pea coat, So I switched to it.
1: See, it looks like you, dude. you strolled right out of the set of deadliest catch. Like, uh, you know, you've just been, you've just been fishing for, uh, for crabs and you got, a I'm, you got an awesome catch of Opelio crabs and for, you know, for context you're a longshoreman. You just, dude, you just Alex strolled looks off like of he, the pier.
0: I'm wearing a, a hat, a scarf and a, 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 a coat. And all of a sudden, whoa,
1: all, man, all you need is a pipe here? and a big beard, uh, like a larger
2: oh, beard. Oh, shoot. Alex looks like he's supposed to be on an episode of, of Bachelors in, in not paradise. <laughs> <laughs> Bachelors in, in, in I'll Ar- take that Antarctica. as a compliment because those men are hot. Dude, Ab- Alex looks like he's about to walk into a meeting at his job at Macy's headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, y'all. I'm looking fresh. Dude, that, that scarf
0: folded just right. As, as he, Maria says it's fresh to death peacoat look i'm gonna That's wear it more hilarious. often i think now based on these responses thank you maria
2: <laughs> and it has the caption autumn is my favorite season wait actually let me read this the way it's supposed to be read autumn is my favorite season so it makes sense why we skipped it oh wait actually no that was more, more fun it was supposed to be funny not like yeah, sensual. Yeah. no i was no. hoping that'd be like autumn autumn is my, autumn favorite, is my favorite, season. favorite season so i had to a pumpkin like- spice latte <laughs> Yeah, like, so I had to pull out the freshest fit nah, <laughs> or something <nah>. like that. <laughs> no, nah. but thank you, Maria,
0: for writing it in. Uh, and if anybody wants to see the the, the, the photo, twitter.com slash Uh Mikey, a.k.a. Keylock, asks, final question of the show, by the way, uh, crunchy or smooth peanut butter? I've
2: been thinking about this all day, um, ever since he, he replied to this. I've been thinking about that. this a lot recently. This
0: has been a thing I've been going through in my life. Yeah. I was a smooth person now I'm more of a crunchy peanut butter person like this this is of late
2: this is interesting because I was a crunchy person and now I now as an adult uh, I, I am a smooth person mm. and it comes down to one thing for me and that's practicality spreading smooth on uh, way easier s- sliced white bread is is it's the way to do it right crunchy. Mm destroys the bread it was a thing See, that i'm it, always
0: wear, i I never eat white bread i always eat wheat bread and it's a little it's a little tougher
2: oh yeah i feel like so it's with crunchy withstand. it's not as bad it's not like and i feel like for not wheat, like your finger coming
0: through the, the toilet paper when you're pooping you know what I, I, mean? I
2: hate uh, wheat wheat bre- wait what'd you say <laughs> 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 i hate wheat bread but the idea of like on wheat bread i would want crunchy peanut butter because crunchy peanut butter feel seems like it would probably break through more like it would probably like um, make it's a bigger mealy, impact, like you're yeah yeah you know on wheat bread because i feel like you know I, I feel like on wheat bread wheat the wheat has a heavier presence and so you'd want to counteract that with the, the crunchy you know Factor. you know yeah yeah the, yeah. 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 yeah um <laughs> but f- for uh for me right the white bread boy smooth is the uh, is a game changer you know mm. yeah this is a game changer, Brandon. I hate to be indecisive, oh.
1: but I I I can actually easily transition to either, and I have been for years. So there are go times, back and forth. There are times I I am primarily a smooth person, but mm. there are times when I have a taste for for crunchy peanut for butter a nut, and I will yeah. go that route if I so choose. Yeah. So. It you know maybe it's maybe it's me getting older and I just don't give a fuck. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> restart the clock. <laughs> um, <laughs> this wow. only happens once Sorry, a year. I, I was I'm popping off on peanut butter. <laughs> Zero days since
2: the last incident.
0: <laughs> Somebody get Tom. <laughs> That's wild. I'm telling mom. We've got an emergency. <laughs>
2: Uh, he oh, said Mom, it as soon as I got on the
0: podcast I'm going to say See what Brandon you did to me Mikey. Yo,
2: Alex, make sure you bleep that. What? <laughs> the the word Brandon said. What did he say? He said the f-word. Oh. He wasn't even paying attention. That's We're how like, much what?
1: he loves me. No,
0: I you threw me off. Make sure you bleep that. You're joking. I thought he said something else very problematic. I was like, did I miss something? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Oh no, did you see the n-word again?" Brandon doesn't say <laughs> things that are problematic, Al. No, you don't. You're pretty good. I, I was confused there because I was like, did I, did I really miss something Bless? Like, no. what did he say? <laughs> no, but I wasn't joking. I, I, no, I, heard, I heard the word. Yeah, no, serious, I thought you were serious, too, because
1: like I'm like, Ian says the F word all
2: the
0: time. <laughs> no, no like, the, way, the way you said uh, that was very serious, and I was like, oh. Oh, I'm <laughs> saying bleep that for comedic
2: effect. <laughs>
0: okay, yeah, yeah, I got it now. I got it now. Uh, this is going to be <laughs> the end of the podcast this week. Of course, this is the OK Beast podcast episode 162. Uh, if you want to follow this week on social media, uh, we, of course, are at OK Beast now on social. I'm at It's Van Aken. Blessing is at Blessing JR. That's Blessing Jr. Uh, Brandon is at Rebel Red 6. All spelled out ian who is not here this week is at ian why not of course review subscribe to the okbeast podcast on itunes spotify google play stitcher all that fun stuff we're everywhere um and then of course patreon.com slash okbeast is the place you can go to one get this show early and two support us in the process guys say goodbye to the people
1: goodbye people free hong
0: kong